Well, if you're listening to this, I hope you've enjoyed this year's coverage, uh, 2022 high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We are getting ready to try to put together the best coverage of high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We have so many great teams. We have uh, someone who's going to push uh, 3A, 2A, and 1A all the way to the state title. We have several teams that could make it there, and we have tremendous support. But I'm going to ask you, the listener, or uh, for an opportunity to help us as we reach out to you because, uh, you know, we really want to put out the best coverage of any part of the state, make Southeast Iowa stand out front, get our players and our teams and our communities the attention that they so desperately deserve because of the amount of talent and the high-ranked teams that we have. So if you have a business or you want to support us, we if you could send us $10, we'll, we'll read your name into the program. If you could give us $50, we'll have you sponsor a game. If you could give us $300, you could sponsor the whole uh, Southeast Iowa program, and we'll provide you with the best coverage. And I want to give you an example of this that we're about to hear from all the coaches. But we also get you the best in media. Uh, Scotty Melvin gives you reports. He goes to games and puts in all the time. We've talked to, you know, KISS FM. We've talked to the Southeast Iowa Union Sports Editor. We, we're we bringing you the best coverage that I know how to give you. And I think we could get up-to-the-date minute reports. I want to try to start on the playoff days about 4 o'clock in the afternoon and post pre-recorded interviews with the coaches about the games they're going to be played. And then I want to, out every half an hour, keep putting something else up, putting something else up with a coordinated effort, you know. And, and if you guys could help figure out a way to get us some information uh, about the games that are going on, and we'll try to get people posted and keep up and have our friends in the media help us as much as we can. So uh, it's going to be a big operation. We could use any amount of support that you can. My number is 641-919-3251. There's a way to message us here on the platform if that would work for you. you. If you see anybody that's involved in our coverage, John Bain, Scotty Melvin, Bob DeWitt, you know, round guy, myself, Dave Johnson. If you're in the communities, you know, ask around. Uh, uh, like I said, we'll give you that number one more time. 641-919-3251. Let's make Southeast Iowa basketball the best coverage in, in all of Southeast Iowa. And then this is a legacy that's going to last forever. And we're, you know, we're in 33 countries, 41 states now, 130 cities in Iowa. We are really expanding. Uh, our high school football coverage in the playoffs had the best ratings that we ever had. If you want to get your message out across to the, you know, to the to as many people as you can in Southeast Iowa, podcasts are the way to go. The more people listen to podcasts than they do TV, newspapers, and radio combined. So, Anyway, thanks. I hope you've enjoyed our, our program so far. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast as Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa presents high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. You need a trailer. You need a good trailer. You need a quality trailer. You need to talk to Corwin Henshaw. Anyway, on the phone with us is Dan Stout, uh, the head coach of Kyoto's basketball team. Welcome to the program. 
Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, Dan, tell me a little bit about your journey as a coach and uh, how it brought you to being the head coach of the varsity team. Well, I, obviously, I started out in high school playing basketball at um, Washington High School under legendary coach Dave Tremel, and um, kind of took me into a college basketball career at Iowa Wesleyan College, where I played under Joel Wooten and had a good had a lot of success down there, and um, kind of just made me decide, you know, that I really wanted to get into working with kids and and younger kids, and um, started out over at Highland School as a JV basketball coach um, under under Colin Woods with one of my buddies who played basketball with at, at college, and um, got a job over here in Kyoto and started in the 0203 season and been at it ever since. This will be my 20th year here. Wow. So well, that is tremendous. Well, anyway, uh, our podcast likes to cover what we call rivalries, you know, because uh, we can't cover everything like we do in football because there's so much going on. So uh, this week it was Kyoto and Sigourney. Uh, and I come up to the game and what I saw was just a, just a packed house, uh, an immense amount of energy. Uh, I tell you what I saw out of your team. I liked uh, what I saw out of your team was you like to push the ball to the basket. You know, Sigourney was given a, a rough go of it inside there, but I, I liked how you do that, how you push things up. Uh, also, uh, I saw you had a, a really great athlete on your team, Colton Clarahan, uh, who I saw a lot of his leadership ability uh, and his transition, you know, he, how quickly he leads the team from transition to uh, offense to defense and, uh, uh, you know, uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about the rivalry and what it means to the community. Well, the rivalry is just awesome. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that obviously over the years with the kids playing with each other uh, during the football season, it's, I guess I always reference it as it's kind of like going to the backyard and playing against your brother every night, you know, nobody wants to lose and everybody wants to win. And, Sometimes there's some knockdown, drag out fights. And I guess I kind of reference that in the back of when I was a kid, we do the same thing with my brothers out in the backyard. And we see that through, you know, these guys all the way through. And, you know, I've, I've had to had the pleasure of, this is my third son going through the rivalry um, with the football and the basketball going into that. And, and it's just, you know, it's neat as a parent to watch these guys uh, play hard on Friday nights in the fall together, and then come compete against each other on the basketball court. And, you know, it's, it's been a it's been a great matchups over the years. Um, we we have been you know a little bit dominant the last few years in this, but you know the officer got us on Friday night. Um, we won the first one at their place, so it's always it's always seems to be no matter what the records are, what the scores are, you know, kids are. It's it's always going to be a heck of a battle. And and yeah, you bring up um, Colton a little bit. He um he had a lot of success in the football year, and he's you know doing a good job for us on the as the point guard. Um, very inexperienced coming into the year. He didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but, you know, I thought, you know, I thought he's done a nice job of picking things up and continuing to push the ball the, like we like to do, um, get the ball. We, we get it down inside Devin Vinito as much as we can. And if we can get some three pointers to fall here later in the year, that's, that's going to help us out. And then hopefully then that'll make us get a little bit better because we can't just keep scoring 40 points a game to beat people. He was an amazing baseball player too, isn't he? Yes, he is, and that's what he's going to go on. He's going down to Southeastern College to play baseball. Um, last year in a game, I watched him get 21 strikeouts in a ball game, and you know that's just amazing. And you know when he doesn't pitch, he he goes and plays shortstop again as a leader of the team. Um, he can pretty much play anywhere he wants, but plays the shortstop position and pitches, and and yeah, just does a great job. And and he will continue, like I said, continue his career on down at Southeastern doing that. 
Well, tell us about your team and your season, how things are going and uh, uh, the kind of community support that you're getting. Well, we, we've always had great support. You know, we've, we've, um, we've been very blessed here uh, basically since like the Oh five, the Oh six, Oh seven season. Um, we were eight and 14. And since then, you know, we've had a winning record every year. This year's, this year's been a little bit tougher. We're, we're kind of in a tough stretch right now. I'm playing some teams that are, that are, that are, you know, very balanced and, and very competitive to where we are at right now as a young team. I mean, I got three sophomores starting and then Colton Claren as a senior, um, you know, like I said, Evan Vitito is a sophomore, Cole Kendrick's a sophomore, Sawyer Stout's a sophomore, um, you know, so we've had to, you know, kind of learn on the go with these guys, just not a lot of experience starting out the year. Um, and we've had a tough stretch here. We've lost, we've lost three games here in a row. Got Iowa Valley on Tuesday, which is going to be another tough one. But then we're hoping to get back into a stretch of some games where we can where we can start getting some wins and things like that. We competed with Iowa Valley the first time; uh, they beat us fifty to forty nine. Um, but I but I love the way our kids play. They they come out, they battle every day in practice, um, and you know just and just try and make each other better every night out that we play. Um, but one of you know our biggest bugaboo, big bugaboo, I guess right now is just the fact that we're just not shooting the ball very well. And it's, you know, from the perimeter, we're just not knocking down very many shots. And, you know, that's something we'll just continue to keep working on throughout the season. And hopefully, you know, by the time we get to district play, it'll get better. Yeah. I think if you can improve on that in the next couple of weeks, your defense is there. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, I like the way you move the ball. Now I, I, I thought that uh, you had some trouble passing the ball, but I wasn't so sure if that was, something you guys were, were lacking in doing or something that uh, their defense was opportunistic and really made so just seemed to make some really great plays. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think, um, I think it's probably a mixture of both. I would say we, the last few games, we had really done a nice job of not turning the ball over. And, you know, so we kind of quit stressing that as much. And then uh, we came out in the Syrian game and turned the ball too much, but I thought their kids did a nice job of getting out into passing lanes, um, trying to make, you know, if they can get a tip on a ball, that makes a big difference. But I didn't think that we took advantage enough of being able to uh, dribble drive down into the lane. I thought in the third quarter, I thought we did it great. Um, Colt was able to get through the two guys at the top and get down in there, and he could either get a layup or, or get it off to Evan for a layup. And and I thought that's when we really – we played probably one of our better quarters there in the third quarter, you know, being able to score 19 points. It really got us back into the game. And, and unfortunately, we just went back to the fourth quarter of not, of not doing that same stuff. and. I guess that's kind of the kind of the thing you live with when you work with fifteen to eighteen year old kids your whole life that you got to take the good with the bad and and hopefully just continue to build on the good things that they do and and then make you better. But I thought I I would say it was a collective thing of both on on what they did and what we did ourselves too. Well, you must have you must have said something to them at the half because they came out of the second half on fire, didn't they? Yeah, we came out. We we and that's why we need to start playing and we, we kind of. A little bit of my own fault. We like to get up and pressure you, and we didn't get out quite as far and do the pressure that we normally do. We do more of a three-quarter court to a full-court trap, and we were doing trying to half-court trap, and it was just something I thought I saw in film I thought would make us a little better. But I think that being aggressive for us, we have to be aggressive on the defensive end, get some turnovers, get some layups, and that you know that makes your offense go. And that's what we're going to concentrate here on the last uh, eight games or whatever we got to end the season. We're just going to go back to – not worrying about what the other team does. We're just going to focus on what we do. We're going to go back out and start pressuring people um, and just try and continue to push the ball and get, get open shots for ourselves. And, 
and see what happens there because like you said our defense is playing really well we've I thought we've done a great job with that and we just haven't been able to score we go from <laughs> offense to defense pretty quick I mean What's that I said you you transition from offense to defense <laughs> extremely well I think yeah I think that's one thing where our kids have done that um they they we get back on defense real well we and then and you know get back and defend and We've been rebounding the ball well, too. I thought I think that's one thing that's helped to keep us in some games and do some things for us, and we just have to keep doing it. So what is the name of the conference that you're in? The South Iowa Cedar League. Okay. Now, uh, you know, we mentioned Colton Clarahan, uh, just an exceptional athlete. Uh, there's an athlete in your uh, that you would play, Eddie Burgess, who's a tremendous yep. athlete. Talk about some of the uh, – the big players in the division that you have to face, and how and what kind of uh, what kind of players they are. Well, I'd say overall, the one of the best ones we saw all year was up at North Mahaska. Uh, Nash Smith, he put up 31 points against us, and about a six five, six six kid that plays on the perimeter. He knocked down seven three pointers. Um, just had one heck of a ball game against us. Um, and they got a really good basketball team. You mentioned Eddie Burgess. He's he's obviously they won the state title last year, Montezuma. Um, and lost two of their best guards, but he's just been been a good player inside against this. Caden Hall, another kid up in um, English Valleys, you know, had a really good four year career um, for those guys. He's been a double double man pretty much since his sophomore year, and, and we got a kid at Bell Plain, Ben De, Ben DeMilner, the same thing inside. And I think you know a lot of these guys are inside guys, and um, you know, so that's that's been where we've had to really try and concentrate. Um, we don't have a whole lot of size, but I think our kids just compete really hard. I think Evan Vitito does a great job inside against these guys. Connor Strand comes off our bench, does some great things against these guys. Um, and so far, I think our guard court has been able to handle pretty much everybody we've, that we've been able to play against, um, uh, you know, in, in, for, for, the, for the most part. So uh, how, how does our listeners follow your team? Do you have a radio station or uh, some YouTube or anything like that that covers the team? Well, we, we well when the COVID hit, there last year, the year before, we put in the NFHS um, system in our school to live live broadcast all of our games. But it's something you have to purchase and go through. But um, other than that, no no radio stuff here. And once in a while, KBOE will come down. Um, you know, I guess if we play if we play Hillcrest, Washington's pretty much. I mean, if they if we're playing some of those guys, or we get to the tournament run, if we make a deep run, the you know KCI will cover us and. I mean, we're on we're on the radio shows every Saturday morning with the coaches cornered out of KCI. So it's nice to be able to get on there and talk about the kids and talk about our season and things like that. But other than that, just pretty much newspaper stuff. Um, but you know, like I said, if you can get online, you can watch us play um, every home game. And there's a couple of our other conference schools that have that same NF8. I think it's NFHS broadcasting system, and and so that's pretty nice. Like, like we played a bell play tonight. Our viewers could tune into that because they subscribe to the same thing so um, other than that that's pretty much all that we get the coverage on what about social media do you have any presence on social media where people can follow you well i know our superintendent likes to do a lot of twitter stuff and i'm not i'm not too big into that kind of stuff but just basically the varsity bound area stuff i, I think they've done a great job here um once people can figure out how to use it and get there there's i mean all your stat stuff's there and and you know, it's matchups and everything's going on throughout the week for the for the entire conference and the state. You know, so I guess I spend a lot of time on there. And um, other than that, um, uh, we do have the huddle. We do huddle accounts uh, to tape our games, and 
some of that stuff's out there on some YouTube stuff. So, but you know, if I guess if you really want to get in there and look at it, you'll you'll find it. And you'll go from there. Well, uh, here at Round Guy the podcast, we're really happy to be a resource for the undercover teams. And uh, you know, we're here. In, I'm here in Southeast Iowa. I live in Richland, and uh, you know, I like to I like to cover my my Scotty Melvin, my reporter. He's in Washington, so we keep track of your team. I know you had a, a really hot start. Let's just talk about this two week stretch that you got to the end of the season, and where do you see yourself, your team positioned for the playoffs? Well, and that, and that well, it's kind of interesting because that did come out. The district parents, um, the seeding things came out to who you're going to have in there. We've got a lot of conference schools in there. We got BGM, English Valleys, Iowa Valley, uh, Montezuma, Sigourney, Tri County, and us, and then and then we throw in some super conference teams with Pekin, um, Waco, and New London. Um, so that's going to be it's one of the tougher districts I looked at. Um, so what we're just going to gear on here is like down here the regular season. I mean, we like I said, we got Iowa Valley on Tuesday, then we come back with Colfax, Mingo, Tri County, and EV to finish it out. And and we're just hoping to you know start playing better basketball, start scoring the basketball, um, continue to play the good defense that we are playing, rebound, and I think we should be able to you know hopefully get three or four wins here before that stretch of non-conference games at the end of the year. Um, we end up playing, we got Highland on the schedule. We got Davis County on the schedule and um, Hillcrest Academy. Um, but, you know, right now, like we've been stressing here and I will for the next two weeks, just we got to start getting ready for tournament type basketball. So you got to start playing some of these games, you know, like it could be your last one of the year. Um, obviously for seniors, it could be the last one for their, for their careers. Um, but, you know, we'll just we'll just start kind of gearing that mentality into the kids and and hopefully that helps them, you know, focus a little more to where we don't turn the ball over as much. Um, you know, it's no different than what I do every single year. But but we're going to have a really tough district. I mean, there's some there's some darn good basketball teams in there with the with the, I know the two out of the Super Conference with New London and Waco are both really good. I see Pekin got a got a winning record this year. Um, Iowa Valley's got a good I mean, there's Iowa Valley, EV, Sigourney. I mean, everybody's got a winning record we're you know we're within one game of being at 500 and so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting district as we, as we get ready for the start to the postseason let's hear a couple of home games where people can come see you uh thursday night uh we play colfax mingo at home uh we got jv game at 4 30 varsity girls at six uh that's a makeup from earlier in the year uh then uh then tuesday the following tuesday the what is that February one, we play English Valleys here, um, which again be another great game. They they've been really playing better basketball. Um, we were able to beat them by thirty at their place, but you know that was early in the year and things look like they're changing a little bit. So that'll be good. And then on Monday we'll play Highland on February seventh at home for a JV Varsity Boys game, and on the eighth we play Davis County at home on a JV Varsity Boys game. So still got a lot of opportunities here if you want to come to. Come to the gym and, and watch us play. It looks like uh, looks like you could do well with those home games too, with the good crowd behind you. Yeah, I think so, and I think I mean I think that's going to be a big stretch for us here. Um, we just I think right now our confidence has just been shaken a little bit, but I think you know we'll come back out and practice and we'll we'll get that back. And I, yeah, I think we should be able to have a hopefully a good run here down the end of the season. Well, t- tell us a little bit of your players. It sounds like they're kind of a young bunch. Uh, what what so let's start with some of these young guys that they're going to be. Uh, you know, that the team's going to have a chance to, or the community's going to have a chance to watch for a few years and then work your way up to some of the seniors that uh, are going to lead you in this playoff drive. Yeah, well, uh, Colton Clarehan is the one senior that plays quite a bit for us. He's our point guard. 
Uh, we got Grant Garman comes off the bench, gets a few minutes here and there. Um, AJ Sheets is another post player. He's 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 behind uh, a couple of our, our sophomores, so doesn't get a lot of minutes. But you know, he comes into practice every day, works hard against our guys. Um, those are our three seniors that'll that'll lead us down the stretch. And then, like I said, then we got the sophomores. We got um, Sawyer Stout, who is averaged about 14 points a game for us. Uh, out as our shooting guard, um, Cole Kindred plays a little bit of the off guard too. Um, doing a nice job for us. He takes the ball to the basket a lot. Um, Evan Vitito's inside about a six, six, two, six, three, um, sophomore. He's shooting, oh, about 56% from the field. Um, doing a nice job inside. Um, like I said, he's been, he's been just a beast on the board. He gets a lot of double doubles every night out. He leads us with 156 rebounds on the season. Um, been playing real well for us inside. Um, then it's been kind of a carousel at our four-man position. I have had um, Aiden Anderson there as a junior. Played a little. started 11 games during the year. Then Dalton Dodd kind of stepped it up in practice a little bit and, and kind of went in and jumped that position and took it over from him. But they're kind of very very similar players. I think either one of them can go in there and start and finish game. So, you know, we, we, we just kind of – whoever gets hot kind of plays that spot. Um, then we got uh, Connor Strands, our other big kid that comes off the bench, about 6'3", sophomore inside. Um, and again, he just is a presence inside with his rebounding and some of that stuff. And, 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 you know, those are kind of a lot of our guys that, that do the running for us. We got two more juniors, Caleb, Caleb Waterhouse and, um, Caden Sprouse who come in, um, try and get, a, give us some energy off the bench and things like that. We, we try and run eight, nine guys at a time, you know, with our pressure and things like that. And, and just try and get up and down the floor and, and do that. But, you know, it's just one of the biggest things, I guess, for us all year long has just been getting experience on varsity floor. None of these guys played much the last few years. We, we were a, had a group of seniors that came through, and a couple, couple, couple years before them, we had some guys that just, you know, were really good, just outstanding players that didn't come off the floor much. And so these guys didn't get a lot of action um, varsity-wise. So I think it's taken us a lot to um, just get that experience and be ready to – compete at this varsity level and and some nights we look really good and some nights we 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 look like a really young team so uh around guy the podcast we kind of try to focus on recruitable players uh tell us about some of the you know recruitable players that you might have that colleges and i'm not just talking about basketball i'm talking about they're good baseball players they're good football players you know good athletes that a school you know would do themselves some good looking at it and you know beyond just your team, but out there, you know, uh, yeah. in some of the teams that you played. Well, obviously, I, we've already talked about Colton. He's already made his decision. He's going to go play some baseball, and I think he's, I think he's going to be real successful at that. Um, I think the Vitito kid. Um, he, I mean, he had a he had an outstanding end of the football year where he was, you know, just one of the leaders on the defensive line and the offensive line. Um, just did some great things that route. Um, so, you know, I think that's something that he could, you know, possibly be looking at later on. Um, you know, obviously only a sophomore. They still got a lot more playing time to do here in high school. And um, I don't know. One of the sports that these guys are really um, dominating at right now, does, even as young as they are, is our golf team. They ended up getting the conference championship last year in golf. And I know like Sawyer and Cole and Evan and um, Colton, they were all on the team last year as, as golfers, you know, a part of that. And, you know, so that's another thing that they they – really excel at too when they got there and and get on that course and just smack that little white ball around like crazy which it's fun to watch so i know um i know my son and i have talked about it. he'd love to go play basketball somewhere but we keep talking that you know golf might be might be one of those things that might be something to look at and so you know we I guess you just 
they're so young right now, it's hard to really look at who's going to be able to go do what and, and see you. And I guess the other thing I guess I really like to see is just academic wise. These kids are, they're great in the classroom. Uh, they're great um, individuals as role models in, in, in the community. Um, whenever we, whenever we need community stuff done, we're out there doing it. Um, I know we, the, we've cut down a, about a hundred trees on the golf course and it was a November day and they said, Hey, we need some help. And I know about 15 of our basketball kids showed up out there. We, we picked all the stuff up, got it out of the way. And, you know, just anything anybody needs in the community, our guys are there. Um, you know, so that's to me is even, you know, even as athletics, that's probably even a better thing in life when, when you're willing to go out and help people and do what you need to do to make your community better. That'd be a great, addition to any college and we'll just see what happens for some of them as they go through there. Well, uh, I'm going to ask you about a couple of teams that, uh, maybe not in your conference, but in your area. And I think, uh, our listeners would be, uh, enjoy your comments on one is mid Prairie. What do you think of the season they're having? And what, uh... <laughs> I do, I do follow them a little bit. Now just as close as they are to me. Yeah. They're just having a, having an amazing year, you know, those guys and, and, those guys have just been able to compete. I know they're in a tough league and, and it's, it's, it's neat to see, it's neat to see our area teams. And I even, I guess I'd throw even the Washington demons in there and you know, I'm an alumni from there. They, they've been having a great season too over there. So it's neat to see all these area teams that, that, you know, are just playing good basketball and, and doing, doing the things that are right. And it's, it's fun, I guess, as a coach, when you, when you finally get that group of kids to, you know, with the buy into whatever you do and, and go from there. But yeah, it's, it's neat to see that around the area. Well, I was going to ask you about Washington, but go ahead and say a little bit more about Washington season and how, yeah, how quality well, they are. We had them on the schedule for the longest time. We played them about three years in a row and then somehow just, we couldn't get the game lined up anymore. And, and, but yeah, those kids, they get up and down the floor. They run hard. They, they got some shooters. I know the Bailey kid's a great shooter. And I guess I've seen a couple films on them and, and things like that. And it's, it's, it's neat to see. I know the coach Stark uh, struggled a little bit early on, but it's like I said, again, when you get your kids to continue to buy into what you want to do and get them running what you want to do. And, and it's fun to see the rewards and see things paid off. So it's, it's nice to see that Washington um, tradition. And back when I was in high school there, there's, we had quite a traditional run of going to state tournament every year. And, and, you know, hopefully that's what something they'll get, they'll get back into too. Yeah. Uh, how about Winfield? Do you keep up with them? Are they in your conference or? or, or... <laughs> well, they're in the super conference. So they're a team down here in Southeast Iowa. I know, um, I know that Buffington kids, one heck of an athlete. I do know that I've seen him in track and, and um, seen him on the basketball floor before too. And, and obviously with Edwards coaching them, I think, you know, there's, there's a great mind in basketball right there too. And, you know, knows a lot of stuff and, but yeah, they, they look like they're just off to a great start in there. And as far as I know, they're a pretty young team. So they're looking to have a good run here for about the next three or four years. How about Waco? How good are they? Well, we played them and, and they, they put it on us pretty good. Uh, they got a, they got a guard court that just pressures the heck out of you. And they got a big kid inside and, and, you know, it was one of those things we went down to their place and they just, they pressured the heck out of our guards and, and got us early and, 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 you know, pretty much took care of the game early. But I think they're a team in our district that's really going to, I know I see them and I think New London split here during the regular season. And, you know, Montezuma's, I think I forgot about Montezuma's in that district too. They're another team that's, it's, it's going to be a battle with some of these guys. And, and, you know, it's, it's not, we don't, it doesn't matter where we get placed at, we're going to have to play a good team. Uh, first or second round, no matter what. Well, we got about three minutes left. Uh, um, tell tell people that that aren't aware of the athletes in your your league or your conference. In this conference, that just people you know don't 
I understand there's not a lot of media around here, but but how good is it, and what are they missing out on when they when they overlook your your conference? Well, I think that's that was one thing back earlier, and when I was coaching early on, we didn't play very many teams outside of our conference. We had um, when we had eleven teams, we pretty much played our games all in conference to try and get a, a true conference champion. But when we added Colfax Mingo into our division, um, we were able to we'll go to a sixteen game schedule, so we're able to play other schools a lot more out of our conference. And I think that's really helped open things up to where people can see how good the South Iowa Cedar League really is. I guess when you start talking to athletes and things like that, you go to the state track meet every year. Our kids are up there from the South Iowa Cedar League, just always competing up there um, right at the top level of the class one a and, and it's really fun. And I know, I know some of the, wrestling groups around are i mean just dominant i know the sk wrestling team is, is dominating again this year and and you know so that's i mean there are some great athletic kids you go watch them play like i said baseball golf whatever you football obviously with the tradition that the cobras are getting back into it's 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 really neat to see and like you said there's not a whole heck of a lot of coverage down here in southeast iowa but i think i think there's a lot of places around that see when you go play teams from here from the south iowa city league you know you're going to be in for a battle no matter what that's why it's kind of neat to see us get a district with a you know a few uh, super conference teams, and rather than just playing everybody in your conference, get some other teams get a chance to go play and see what you can do, and and hopefully we're hopefully we're able to compete. I know, I guess last year we're still we're still living with the class one A state champion the Montezuma from last year for basketball. So you know we we still got that bragging rights as a South Iowa Senior League. So that's always something to be proud of. Well, we're talking to Dan Stout, the excellent interview. He's the coach of the. Kyoto High School basketball team, and then you say you've been doing it for 20 years? 20 years, yep. This is my 20th year, yep, it is. Well, excellent, excellent interview. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to mention? No, I think we got it all covered. I appreciate the coverage, and I appreciate talking about the kids, and it's, uh, it's always an honor to get out there, and, and like you said, let people know what's going on down here in Southeast Iowa. Well, I'll tell you what, you're, you're not as overlooked as you think, because uh, through our coverage of uh, – High school football, we, we grew to 130 cities in Iowa. Every yeah. every part of Iowa listens to this show, and they come uh, come here to find out about these athletes. So the desire's there. Uh, hopefully, we can be the medium that bridges the gap between people uh, not knowing about this wonderful team. But thank you for your efforts. Uh, you got a great team. Uh, really enjoyed your stadium and your community. And thanks for talking with us. Hey, no problem. Anytime. All right, bye. Bye. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast as Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa presents high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. Whether you need a stock trailer or a dump trailer or you need to haul your equipment, you might as well get a good quality trailer and you might as well get it from a guy who's been in business for almost 50 years. Corwin Henshaw is the man to talk to for trailers. Now, on the phone with us is... Uh, the coach of the Sigourney Savages, Mitch Eslick. Mitch, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Dave. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to this. Okay, so uh, we highlight on uh, uh, rivalries. You know, we, we cover high school basketball in Southeast Iowa, but it's so big and there's so much going on. We just kind of pick uh, rivalry games each week, you know, and, and we pick Sigourney twice, uh, your rivalry with Pekin. And then uh, I was uh, able to attend the game uh, you just had with Kia Cut. 
talk a little bit about those two rivalries and what they mean to your team and your community. Yeah, uh, two great rivalries, uh, you know, in, in our community, you know, obviously, uh, both being really close, I mean, you know, Pekin's about, you know, 10, 15 minutes down the road. And then, you know, Kyoto, you, you know, you throw in that whole dynamic with football and playing together and, you know, that they're probably our biggest rival, but, you know, Pekin's a pretty big rival too. And, and, you know, to be completely honest with you, those teams have, have really put it on us here these last handful of years, you know, two, two pretty strong programs, uh, you know, in all sports, but specifically in basketball. And, you know, so to be able to beat both those teams here in the last uh, two weeks uh, has been fun for our kids and, and, and for our, our program and, and kind of a, a big step forward for us uh, uh, as far as uh, kind of where our basketball program is. And uh, it, this is my, you know, my 11th season uh, coaching as a head coach, had one year as the assistant under uh, the legendary coach Dave Tremel uh, here at Sigourney. Uh, and uh, and then uh, took over as head coach. And in my 11 years, is the first time that we had beaten Pekin uh, this year. And, uh, and we, we've beaten Kyoto a handful of times, but it had been, I think, three or four years. I think it had been about uh, six or seven years since we'd won over at Kyoto. So uh, a couple of huge wins for, for our program, for sure, here in this last couple of weeks. And, and, but just regardless of, you know, what your record is or what their record is, those are, those are two games that the kids have circled on the, on the calendar every year, uh, just because they know the kids so well. I mean, they're so close. They, you know, they play baseball together growing up and they, you know, play against each other in junior high and, and, and they, you know, they hang out, you know, in the same social circles and just, uh, you know, such a, uh, unique uh, uh, situation in small town Iowa in general, but uh, but uh, two games that uh, you know we play Kyoto twice every year, and then we we pay, play Pekin just once as a non-conference game. Uh, those are three games that our kids really really get up for, and uh, uh, they definitely did this year. And it was nice to to get a couple wins here uh, in January against both those uh, really solid basketball programs. Well, I was at your uh, the game with Ki with uh, Kyoto, and. Uh... You know what? What uh, really impressed me was uh, how uh, how hard your defense worked to deny everything under the basket. Uh, Kyoto likes to push the ball right up to the right up to the basket, and uh, they were able to get the ball in there. But you just seemed to rebound or block or disrupt uh, the shots. Uh, it was very impressive. What What would you say about that? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that's kind of been our calling card all year uh, has been defense. Uh, you know, the one thing about defense is, is that you, know, you can control your, your effort every night on that end. And, you know, some nights you're not going to shoot the ball well. And, you know, we struggled offensively all year, uh, but we've kept ourselves in games uh, just by being able to defend and rebound. And, you know, the thing that we really did a good job of on Friday night against Kyoto is we took care of the ball. You know, that's probably been our biggest issue in games that we've lost all year is turnovers. Uh, and, and not letting our defense have a chance. Uh, you know, you turn the ball over and give them, you know, layups on the other end. It's really difficult to stop that. Uh, but our defense was excellent on uh, on Friday night. We I think we held them scoreless the first six minutes of the game and then the last four minutes of the game to kind of finish it out. And, uh, that's something that, you know, our kids have worked really hard on. And, and when, we, when we mix it up defensively, we try to play some man, some zone, uh, you know, some junk defense if we need to, you know, box and one, triangle and two. It just kind of depends on the matchup from night tonight our kids have done a really good job of kind of embracing that and just you know working on a lot of different defenses and practice and and working on them and getting better and improving and and we've got good athletes and that's that's kind of where you know it all starts is you know you're not going to win games if you don't have players and uh, and we've definitely got a good group 
uh, in there this year and uh, three seniors that have been playing varsity for for uh, three years now and and you could tell on on Friday they were able to kind of keep their poise and their composure uh, late in that game and uh, and really on the defensive end keep getting stops keep getting rebounds and uh, that's something that we have to do because like I said you know we, we have struggled scoring the basketball um, here in the last you know handful of games uh, especially just our shooting hasn't been great uh, but like I said if you if you can defend and you can rebound uh, you're gonna keep yourself in most basketball games well let's talk a little bit about that first six minutes of the of that game uh, I didn't see a lot either team do a lot of scoring but I saw a level of intensity and you know a, a packed house on both sides of the court you know I mean there was a there was a you know let's get after it mentality that usually would take some time to get into that seemed to be there from the tip. Do you agree? No, oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you go over to Kyoto, uh, and especially when it's Sigurdi in Kyoto, uh, the gym's going to be packed. I mean, as you, as you saw Friday night, it's not a huge gym over there. Uh, you know, pretty tight quarters. And, uh, you know, you throw in that it was their homecoming. You know, with, with football, you know, we, we have all of our homecoming stuff over here uh, in Sigourney, and they, they get in on a little bit of that that, you know, the football kids do, but, you know, they don't have a, a dedicated football homecoming, so they always do one in the winter, and uh, um, they had that on Friday night. And so uh, probably a few extra people uh, coming out for that to support over there and have the gym, you know, packed to the brim. And, yeah, it's one of those games where you're never worried about your kids having energy and effort from the beginning uh, because, you know, they're going to be fired up for, one, a rivalry game, and two, you know, a packed house and uh, uh, against against a really good team. So, yeah, we came out with, with a ton of intensity from the beginning, and so did they. And, yeah, the offense was a little hard to come by in the first quarter, I think just because the kids were so keyed up and, uh, you know, some of the execution stuff isn't quite as good when you're when you're so, you know, excited and ready to go. And so I uh, saw that a little bit in the first quarter. But, yeah, I mean, anytime you can, you can hold the team scoreless in the first six minutes of the game, uh, you're definitely going to give yourself a pretty good chance. And uh, that was huge for us to get off to a good start and well, get that, I think, 7-0 lead and, uh, and ride it from there. Your team had patience. They seem to have a game plan. You don't seem to have a, a superstar that you just try to shove the ball to. It seems to be a completely uh, team effort that's going on there. The ball seems to be distributed pretty well uh, to, you know, the guys that are open. But you had a good – you did a great job of maintaining the ball and passing where I don't know – I don't want to say that Kyoto had uh, sloppy passing, but I thought you guys had an opportunity – opportunistic defensive approach that really made it difficult for them to complete their passes. Yeah, that, you know, you're completely right. That's really where we won the game on Friday night. It was just taking care of the ball. I think we had nine turnovers. I mean, you know, in a high school game, if you keep it under 10 turnovers in a game, that's huge. I mean, we had 20 plus on Tuesday night when we lost to Iowa Valley. And so, you know, we really worked on that in practice and just, and told them, you know, that's, that's been one thing that, that we struggled with from time to time this year is just our patience on the offensive end. And, you know, the, the kids, you know, turning a good shot into a great shot. And that's something that we were able to do uh, on, on Friday night. And we didn't make all of them, but I felt like we really executed well on the offensive end. And then we were able to disrupt them on the defensive end, being pretty active uh, and, and turn them over. I think that they had 20, uh, one turnovers. Uh, so to win the turnover battle by 12, you know, it doesn't matter what sport it is, football, basketball, you know, if you can win that turnover battle and you can win it by a large margin, uh, you're just giving yourself a lot more opportunities on the offensive end. And, uh, you know, that, that was the biggest, the biggest factor in the game. And, you know, our kids, you know, when, when we're, when we have played well on the offensive end, it's been, you know, we've had a lot of really good balance. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, five kids who can score in double figures and have, 
on any given night. And, uh, you know, and then we've got kids that come off the bench that kind of understand their role of coming and play good defense and rebound and, and take care of the ball. And so, uh, you know, when we, when we, when we have kids, uh, who, when we can get a 12 point game, a 14 point game, a 16 point game, and that's what we were able to do against Pekin, uh, and, and that win, that was one of our best wins this year as well. And we were able to do that, uh, on Friday night as well and get some good balance and, and just, uh, um, and spread things around because that's, you know, that makes you a lot harder to guard when you can't just key on one kid. Well, it looks like you're seven up and seven down. Is that right? Um, we are nine and seven, actually. Oh, nine now. and seven. Okay. Well, um, see, yep, a- uh, after that one. Yep, okay. So are. let me, but I'm, I'm struggling to keep up with uh, the information. It just doesn't seem to be there. So let me get to a real important question for me and for yep. our listeners. Uh, yep. How can the team, how can people follow the team? I don't, you know, I, I'm struggling to find the radio stations or the yep. YouTubes that that's so easy in football. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we um, actually, all of our home games are live streamed on our school's website. So if you go to uh, SigourneySchools.com or if you just Google in Sigourney schools uh, into Google, first thing that pops up is our, uh, our Sigourney Community School District uh, website. And right at the top there, it says watch live events and you can click on it. And actually it's great because um, they got all the games on there. You know, you can watch as a replay as well, uh, um, which is really nice. And so all of our home games are there. They get live streamed live. Uh, Rick Landry uh, does the play-by-play. So there's, you know, there's an announcer there too to kind of help you out. Rick does a great job uh, announcing those. Uh, and so not really affiliated with uh, any particular radio station, just the school does that. Uh, so uh, th- that's nice. Um, and then on uh, KMZN uh, out of uh, Sigourney, uh, 99.5 on the FM dial, uh, they're at most of our games. They were not there Friday night, but it, uh, Joe Lancello has been at uh, a majority of our games and he usually likes to travel with us on the road and, uh, and do that. And then, you know, varsity bound is, is a great resource. Uh, you know, if you just want to kind of look and see, you know, how stats are going and how, uh, um, and how, you know, from night to night and kind of click in there and that's got all the stuff from all the conferences. So that's kind of how, how we kind of guide our fans to, to follow along, uh, as, as the year goes on, but, um, and, and then uh, various schools, uh, we'll do some live streaming on the road too, but that's kind of hit or miss, um, kind of depending on on where you're at from night to night. I know we go to Bell Plain Friday, and they're on that NFHS network uh, where you can watch games on there for a, uh, some fee. But uh, the home games are all free uh, right on our school website. So hop on SigourneySchools.com, uh, and uh, and they're right there. And then yeah, Varsity Bound, uh, formerly known as Quick Stats, uh, that's a, that's a great resource because uh, they you know we have to enter those stats in. Uh, weekly so you know usually by you know sunday afternoon uh all the stats are in there and and the standings from the conference and uh so really easy to to keep a track on what's going on in the entire league uh on on varsity bound uh, do you, which, do you uh, have uh, uh, any social media to way to follow you facebook uh, twitter that kind of stuff yeah, yeah we uh we don't do i don't do a ton of social media stuff um not uh not probably as much as i should uh just don't 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 do a lot of that from my end. I don't have a Facebook uh, profile. Um, do a little bit of Twitter, but not a lot. Not a lot uh, with that. So no, we're not huge on on the social media uh, thing. Um, but uh, we uh, our school our school website does update stuff. If you follow uh, 
um, on the Sigourney, uh, I believe on Facebook, I said I'm not on Facebook, but, uh, if, uh, if you do have the Sigourney schools, they'll update some scores and our athletic director, Lee Crawford does a good job of, of getting some stuff updated as well on there, as far as, as scores go as well. Well, we, uh, did, uh, we did, we covered the high school football from your school and, uh, yep. uh, with, you know, your coach, uh, Jensen, uh, he was our highest rated episode ever. Uh, uh-huh. And we got to know players like Colton Clarahan, who you you just played in Kyoto. And uh-huh. then there's other players like Eddie Burgess, uh, that's a, you know a, a team that you guys would play. Tell us about the conference and some of these big players that you have to go up against. Yeah, you know Colton's a great kid. You know, I mean, I you know, I was lucky enough to be able to uh, um, through the um, radio station in, in Albia, uh, uh, Thunder Country. We did the live stream for. Uh, all of the football games all year long. Coach Crawford and I uh, did the play-by-play and the color commentary for those. And you really feel like get to know these kids. And, man, Colton had such a great year in football. Uh, you know, obviously quarterback and, and, and kicking the ball. And had some had some really uh, long field goals and uh, had an excellent year. And, and you get to know these kids so well. And then you got to turn around and compete against them during the basketball season. And, you know, I mean, you know, a week, a couple weeks after uh, you lose in the quarterfinals of football, you're turning around, you're playing again in basketball. So uh, definitely a weird dynamic uh, with that, with the rivalry. But you know, as far as our conference goes, um, you know, this is probably the most competitive I've seen our conference in the last 10 years. Uh, there's not a team like Montezuma who won the state title last year. There's not a team that's going to win the state title this year out of our league, but there's a lot of really, really good teams. Uh, Montezuma is still very good. Uh, Eddie, you know, the Burgess kid is, is just one of the most unique athletes in, in, in Iowa in general. I mean, and definitely in, in small school basketball and, and sports, you know, he was, uh, you know, basically unstoppable on the football field playing eight man this year. Uh, has had a great year in basketball, uh, really key for their team. Maybe the most valuable player in the league. Uh, he missed a, a game earlier in the year, and they lost to you know one of the teams kind of in the middle of the league in English Valleys, and uh, uh, they get him back, and they they beat you know uh, one of the best teams in the league uh, on Friday night, Linville Sully. Uh, so he's incredibly valuable for them. And you know Iowa Valley's having a phenomenal year this year. They're on top of our league, and, and they've got a senior named Brody Ward who is one of the leaders in, in scoring that returned from last year in class 1A. I think the top scorer that returned last year in class 1A. Uh, and he's a really good player and they're uh, they're undefeated on our side of the conference uh, with a couple weeks left. Uh, and then Evie's got uh, Caden Hall. He's a really good player as well. Uh, we're, we're playing them on Tuesday night and, you know, he, uh, He's an exceptional senior as well. Uh, and then you got North Mahaska, who's probably the most talented team in our league. They've got two juniors who are really talented, uh, Steel Kid and, uh, and, and, and Smith, uh, who, uh, you know, they're a team that I think could make the state tournament uh, this year. So, uh, you know, a really, uh, a really, really, you know, fun league. And then you got, you know, Bell Plain, you got Ben DeMilner, who just went over a thousand points uh, scoring. Uh, the, the talent in our league this year is really, really good. Uh, and, and it makes it fun and competitive, especially on our side. I mean, us, Kyoto, Bell Plain, EV, Iowa Valley, night in, night out. They're just, you know, tight games. And, you know, you, you really no score is going to surprise you one way or the other. So uh, really fun to compete against those kids. And I know that, you know, our se- this senior class that we have with Levi Crawford and Bo Schmidt and Ethan Schifflet, you know, they've been competing against these kids for a long time. And, uh, had a lot of success, uh, you know, on the football field, on the baseball diamond, and and, and now this, this season uh, translated to some success on the basketball court as well. 
We've been talking to Mitch Eslick, uh, the, for, who has manned the uh, Sigourney Sandwiches basketball team for over a decade now. Uh, what is the name of the conference that you play in? It is the South Iowa Cedar League, uh, the SICL. Um, it's split into, we, we split into two divisions now. When I first started coaching uh, back in the, you know, 2011 was my first year as the head coach. It was it was all one league. We had 11 teams. Uh, so you played a, a round robin. Uh, played everybody twice. That's 20 games. Uh, then you get one non-conference game to finish off your 21-game schedule, which we always played Pekin. Uh, and then about uh, probably about 2014, 13 time frame in there, we added Colfax Mingo, and we split up into two uh, divisions. So now we have the East Division, which is Sigourney, Kyoto. English Valleys, Tri-County, Iowa Valley, and Belle Plaine. And then they have the West Division, which is Montezuma, Linville, Sully, North Mahaska, BGM, uh, Colfax Mingo, uh, and HLV. Uh, so uh, you, you play the teams on your side in your, in your division twice, and then you play the teams on the other side one time uh, throughout the year. So uh, it's, it's a very competitive league, um, and it ha- always has been. Uh, but I feel like this year, uh, especially on our side and, and, and the east side, just five really, really competitive teams. Uh, that's a battle night in, night out. Well, uh, if our listeners had a chance to follow you or they wanted to come see you, where, where are you at the next couple of weeks? Yeah, we've got about two weeks left in the regular season. It's, you know, January's a real grind. I mean, we've already, uh, you know, we played, we had just an absolutely wild stretch of five games in seven days uh, to start off January. Uh, and we've already played, I think, eight games this month. Uh, and we've got uh, just five left in the regular season. Uh, we're at home against uh, English Valleys on Tuesday night. That'll be a really big game. Uh, our district pairings just were released on Friday. Uh, really strong district. Um, you got New London and Waco, who are two really strong programs in southeast Iowa. Uh, year in, year out, and, and it's no different this year. Uh, they're in there, along with Montezuma and Iowa Valley, who are, I think, both 12-3 and three right now. Uh, then you got us and Kyoto and Pekin uh, and English Valleys in there. And so uh, we're really jockeying with, with those four teams for, for playoff seeding. So uh, it was a big win Friday night over Kyoto for that purpose as well. Uh, and it will be another big game Tuesday night for us um, against EV at home. Uh, so we want a big crowd out for that one. And then uh, now Friday we go to Bell Plain, uh, which is another uh, really tough team. We beat them on a last-second shot by our freshman Isaac Bruns. On, uh, on in December and the first time we played them. Uh, and so it'll be a, a tough one to go up to Bell Plain. Coach Northup does a great job up there uh, with those kids, and uh, uh, they got a really good team. And then the next week we finish off conference play with uh, uh, Tri-County of uh, Thornburg at home. That'll be senior night. So one kind of final chance to get out there and, and see our, our senior boys. And actually we do have a makeup game on Thursday at home as well against North Mahaska who is uh, one of the top teams in the league as well. And then we finish it off with uh, Twin Cedars Bussy on uh, February the, se- uh, the 7th, our final regular season game. So uh, three more chances at home to, to watch uh, the Savages uh, the next two Tuesday nights and then the following Thursday, uh, February the 3rd. Uh, so uh, a lot of chances still. And then in the tournament play, we'll, we'll find out this weekend uh, – uh, where we fall there and, and what our seed is for uh, district play, which starts um, on February 11th. So let's talk. What do you guys got to do to get into the playoffs, and uh, where do you see your, who? Where do you see yourself as seed wise? Yeah, um, you know, the thing about basketball is is that everybody gets into the playoffs, which is good. I, you know, I think that 
you know, definitely gives you some motivation to, to keep going. Even when you're having a rough year, you can kind of say, Hey, everybody restarts at zero and zero. And, uh, you know, it really, you know, this is going to be a really big week for us, for our seating, as far as seating is concerned. Um, you know, I got to think that new London, Waco, uh, Iowa Valley and Montezuma are the top four seeds in our district. Uh, they're all record wise. They're all, they're all quite a ways up there. Uh, um, I think 12 and three, 10 and one, uh, 12 and three. Uh, so, you know, really solid teams. You know, we're sitting at nine and seven, uh, English Valley is sitting at 10 and seven, I believe, uh, uh sitting at, I think eight and eight, uh, Pekin's right about there too. I think there may be six and seven. Uh, so a lot of teams kind of bunched up in there. So this week will be huge. You know, we kind of, we kind of have our eyes on that five seed. We're hoping we can, we can win a game and, uh, on Tuesday and, and sneak into that five seed. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's two, you know, two kind of playing games, uh, the seven seed and the 10 seed play, and then the eight seed and the nine seed play. And the winners of those will play the one and two seeds, uh, in the quarterfinals. So, uh, we're hoping to, to stay out of that, that game and, uh, get a buy in that first round and hopefully, uh, Hopefully, you can get that that five seed, and you know maybe head to, to Iowa Valley or or Montezuma or Waco or you know one of those teams uh, in the first uh, first round of the playoffs. Well, let me ask you about a couple teams that uh, maybe not in your conference, but they're in the area, and we like to talk about them a lot. Uh, real quick, tell us a little something about Mid Prairie. Yeah, you know I was just talking to them actually about. Uh, to our girls coach, uh, they played them uh, in youth basketball this weekend. And it sounds like they're having a great year over there. Obviously, you know, Coach Schulwalter did such a great job over there in years past. And I know he's kind of moved on and uh, doing a lot with USA basketball, but, um, you know, always a, a really good program. Uh, and I know that they're having a, just an excellent season uh, in Wellman this year and haven't, you know, gotten a chance to see them play in person uh, or on film, you know, when uh, they're not on our schedule. So uh, don't, don't keep as close an eye on them, but I have seen that they're having just a phenomenal year. They had a really nice win uh, over, I believe, Comanche uh, on Friday night in a game of two uh, teams that were that were really highly ranked. And so uh, they'll be a fun team to keep an eye on in the postseason. I think they, they probably got a, a deep run in in them. Uh, uh, and, you know, a team that, uh, you know, is, is real right down the road about, you know, 30, 35 minutes away. We played them in football this year. I uh, got a good look at uh, some of their athletes. They had some, some really nice athletes on the football field as well. And so I uh, can see why they're having a lot of success and, and hope they continue to for sure. Uh, one more team that's kind of in your area, again, a little bigger school than you, but Washington uh, Demons, they seem to be have a pretty solid team. They do, yes. Uh, a team that we played for a couple of years uh um, about now five or six years ago now we had, did a home and home with them and you know great facilities over there at Washington it was fun to play in there and there you know it's kind of a newer gym at that point uh, and uh, yeah you know a, a team that uh, just talent wise looks like uh, it, it's pretty phenomenal uh, saw that you know I was listening to the radio on the way home from one of our games one night and they were playing I believe Davis County and they were really laying it on them they were won that game by about 30 or 40 I think and uh, uh, you know another really good team a team that you know again I haven't seen seen them on film or seen them in person but I've seen a lot of scores and uh, I know that uh, they had a pretty uh, um, that conference uh, Mount Pleasant uh, always uh, has been tough and uh, um, you know not a ton of teams in that league Fairfield uh, as well I think Fort Madison has a nice team this year yeah, as Fort well. Madison I think uh, number one in the state yeah so uh, so some really good basketball in Southeast Iowa. And uh, um, I think that their, their district pairings come out uh, on Friday. Ours were released last Friday, but the bigger schools, they wait another week. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what kind of path that uh, Washington has to state. And uh, uh, that's kind of 
always the goal this time of year. You start thinking about the tournament and, and what you got to do to hopefully get down to Wells Fargo Arena and uh, and play play there. And, you know, that atmosphere down there is amazing and uh, uh, definitely a treat for the kids that get to play there. Well, we've been talking to the coach of the Sigourney Savages. we got about three minutes left. Uh, talk about your players and who do you think maybe uh, – could go on and play uh, at the college level, uh, even if it is for baseball or football or something. Just uh, yeah, some... you know, you know, we we've got you know, I, it really starts with our three seniors. Uh, you know, and the thing about these kids is that they're all multi-sport athletes, uh, and it has to be in a small school. You know, you can't you can't have kids that just focus on one thing, or else your your programs aren't going to be able to do much. Uh, and uh, you know, these these three seniors, you know. That was one thing that was difficult for us right off the bat and for a lot of other teams in, in, in our situation, small school. But, you know, when you go so deep in the football playoffs, you know, we played, you know, you know, three postseason football games on top of the already regular, you know, regular season schedule. And, you know, these kids, you know, Levi Crawford, Ethan Shiflett uh, and Bo Schmidt, they were all banged up, you know, coming off a, a football. You know, Levi had a shoulder issue. Ethan had a real bad sprained ankle in the final uh, playoff game. Uh, you know, and Bo was a little banged up as well. And, so, you know, you, you say, hey, you know, take a couple of days off and then we'll see you in the gym and you're playing a game in like a week and a half. Uh, so uh, it's difficult. Uh, but, you know, those three have had phenomenal years. You know, Levi's led us in scoring all year long. Uh, he, he had a really nice game on Friday against Kyoto, our, our best shooter uh, for sure, and, and our best ball handler. Uh, and Ethan Shiflett, a uh, great athlete, uh, really does a good job finishing around the rim uh, and, and really rebounded for us huge on Friday night against Kyoto. And then Bo, in the game that you saw Bo, our big kid inside, he was in foul trouble, uh, but he's been the anchor for us inside defensively, uh, you know, blocking shots, rebounding. He had 16 in one game earlier this year. Uh, and, and you know, the thing about you know, Bo and Levi is they were both uh, really key components on our on our baseball team that won the conference title last year. And then obviously they, they played a big factor, all three of them, uh, in the uh, – and getting to uh, the quarterfinals in football again this year and winning a district title. So you know, these kids have had success and success breeds success. And uh, we're definitely, you know, seeing the dividends of that this year in basketball. And we got a really good group of juniors too. Uh, we got uh, Clay Morse, uh, um, Carson Weber, uh, Ty Shafronik. Um, we've got, uh, don't want to leave anybody out here, Max Phillips. Uh, we've got Cole Clarahan. Uh, those kids, uh, they're a hardworking group of kids. And then we got a freshman, Isaac Bruns, who's really come on for us. Uh, he's coming off the bench, but playing a lot of minutes for us. And he's had some really good games, some double-figure games. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, had a game one shot against Bell Plain. Uh, and, you know, I think he's probably the one kid that would have a chance to maybe play basketball at the next level if he keeps improving and keeps working at it. And, you know, those other guys, uh, I don't know if uh, if Levi and Bo maybe would be interested in baseball uh, at the next level or if they're just wanting to go to school. Uh, but, um, you know, whatever they do, they're going to be successful because they're great kids and hard workers and, and, and they've created this work ethic, uh, you know, in the weight room and, and, and in the gym and on the field uh, that, that will really pay dividends for them in the future. Well, we've been talking to Sigourney Savage's basketball coach, Miss Mitch Eslick. Uh, terrific interview, uh, the kind of insight that uh, was really spectacular for our listeners. Uh, we sure appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully maybe we'll catch up with you as the playoffs and stuff get started. 
appreciate that, Dave. It was a lot of fun. I know Coach Jensen had a lot of fun doing this in the fall, too, and I appreciate you squeezing me in here and uh, talking about a little Sigourney basketball. So we're we're excited for the end of the year, and, yeah, anytime you need us, uh, uh, we'll, we'll be more than happy to, to talk a little Sigourney hoops. We are uh, here at Round Guy, this pod, uh, podcast. We kind of like to shine a light on uh, places that maybe don't get enough coverage, and uh, – our light shines brightly on Sigourney, and it always has, and we really appreciate your athletes. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dave. Back to Round Guy, the podcast, as Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa, presents high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We are on the phone with John Swanson, the uh, head coach of the Pekin Panthers high school basketball team. Welcome to the program, John. Yeah, glad to be here, Dave. So let's uh, tell us, our listeners, real quick, you know, your journey of basketball and how it brought you to uh, to be uh, the head coach of Pekin Panthers. Well, it started a long time ago. I actually uh, grew up about two miles from the school, uh, went to Pekin, played there. I had a good career, um, then moved away for about 10 years, um, and then uh, moved back to uh, join a, a family farm operation and uh, got on as a volunteer assistant for three years with uh, former head coach Ken Hutchinson. And then uh, when, when he left to go to Otoma, I took over as the head coach, and uh, this is my fourth year. So well, and we've had, had a lot of success, and it's been, been a really good run here for us so far. Well, real quick, uh, let's go over your team's record and your conference record and uh, how you, where you feel like the team's uh, improved uh, to the point that you're at now. Yeah, so we're uh, seven to nine overall. Um, you know, started the season really slow. Uh, had some had some tough losses. We've, we've had four losses with within one score, and, and two of those being in overtime. And then uh, you know, after break, uh, had some had some success. We've also had some, some weather issues getting games, so it's been all chopped up. But uh, as of late, uh, you know, over uh, last week and the end of this week, we're, you know, last five games were four and one, with uh, four home wins in the conference. So we're uh, trending in the right direction. We're seven and uh, five in the conference now, in uh, fifth place. Um, actually, t- tied for fourth with uh, Wapolo, I believe. But uh, you know, playing playing a much better basketball at the right time of the year. And sort of find some continuity. Obviously, uh, a lot of we've had a lot of home games lately. We, we were heavy on road games before Christmas, so being able to play at home for your home fans on the hoops you shoot on every day, it uh, gives your kids a lot of confidence. And uh, we're starting to string together some wins, so uh, playing much better as of late here. Well, let's take kind of a deep dive into last night's game. Uh, you faced what uh, obviously is a very much improved Columbus team who uh, seemed to be willing to go the full length of the game, play you in every quarter and fight you for every every basket that you had. You had quite a bit of success at the free throw line. Uh, tell, tell us the keys to the victory last night. Well, I think uh, just perseverance. Uh, you know, the first time we played them up at uh, Columbus, uh, we, we got a pretty easy win. I, I think one by 30 uh, really – Broke the game loose mid-second quarter with some transition buckets and some steals and just limited their opportunities and, and limited their chances to get their press set up. Uh, last night, 
different story. They uh, shot the ball really well from, from deep. And, uh, you know, when they score, they had a chance to set their press. Uh, their press really didn't bother us uh, by way of, like, turnovers or easy buckets for them. But more, it just took us out of our um, transition game. And then we kind of got out of rhythm, setting our offense up, and things were kind of sluggish. And the ball just really wasn't popping around like we, we like to see uh, flowing from side to side. So we had to grind a lot of possessions out, um, turn turnovers into, into points, and uh, some key offensive rebounds uh, down the stretch for buckets. And then, of course, uh, like you mentioned, the free throw line, I believe we were 14 to 22, which for us is great. I think we're, we're not even 50% on the season from the free throw, free throw line. So um, that was huge last night. We had to have those free throws. And uh, down the stretch, it's some in the last two minutes to – put the game away so uh you know really i think down the stretch uh we took we, we got good good possessions took care of the ball uh knocked down our free throws and we had opportunities and then uh we got enough stops to to get the win so last night i would say you know regardless of the team's record uh, over the season everybody's got a year's uh growth their players have got a year's growth their coaches have had a year's to work their communications with their players and their game plans and stuff. Uh, how, how, how much improvement did you see Columbus make? I think their, their kids have really grown uh, this year by way of just being more confident every time they step on the court. So it was pretty evident with the shooting. You know, if you look at their stats on varsity bound, they don't shoot the ball real well from, from deep, but they get a lot of attempts. Um, and last night they came in and, and it wasn't just one guy that was hitting threes. They had three different guys hitting last night, so we couldn't really focus on any one guy. And, uh, you know, credit to them. They, they really competed at a high level, and, and like you hit on, they did not uh, didn't quit for, for the game and, and made us really earn it down the stretch. So uh, let me ask you, how does a fan follow your team? Uh, I, I know you got a, a YouTube uh, going on. I think uh, there's a radio station that follows you. Yeah, so uh, you know, radio station uh, 101.5, our play-by-play uh, -play guy, uh, Mike Comstock, whose uh, son's actually our starting point guard also. Uh, he calls the games and does a great job. So that's that's every game, uh, 101.5. And then uh, our home games are, are streamed live on YouTube. And that's, that's pretty much our extent of our social media for our basketball program. Well, I've watched, uh, you know, some of the games live and then some of the games that you played later. You've been on a little bit of a winning streak, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Last, uh, you know, last week and this week, finally put together some wins and uh, got some confidence going. Um, you know, it's, and it's seeing teams a second time. So, you you know, you expect them to be improved, but you're also, you also know and have the confidence that your team's improved also to, go out and perform well talk a little bit about your players uh you know start out with your seniors and then let's talk uh clear down to maybe the junior varsity you know what what the future of the team looks like yes yeah, so our team we got uh you know three seniors uh two of which have been four-year guys for us uh, colton comstock and uh, chandler stall there are uh top two guards um point guard and, and two guard shooting guard and uh, been in the program obviously for four years. Have been 
been on a good ride. You know, we've, we've won a lot of games, won three conference titles in that span. And so they've been part of a lot of success. And, uh, you know, I've carried that over into this season. You know, we, we, we struggled early on. We're getting things turned around now. But I, I think that shows this perseverance and the toughness that those guys have shown over the last four years. And, and now you're seeing it, you know, turn into wins. And those, those guys have, have been outstanding for, for leadership this year. Our third senior, Jackson Horse, uh, moved in this year. And he's really our sixth man. Comes off the bench and gives us great minutes for a post guy, and I, I believe is our second leading scorer also. So Jackson's been a great addition. Uh, moving to the juniors, uh, starting-wise, uh, Ben Errett, uh, kind of our three-guard, um, does a nice job as a, kind of our secondary three-point shooter behind Chandler, and uh, he's kind of a pesky guy. He gets, gets those tough rebounds and uh, gets a couple steals a game for buckets. Does a nice job. Uh, Luke Long is our top scorer, top rebounder, uh, junior. You know, he's, a, he's our go-to guy down the stretch in games when we need a bucket. If we need to go inside, he can get it done and uh, get on the perimeter. He can usually hit a big three for us. And uh, he's he played really well. We should have been very happy with his uh, progress. Uh, outside of those guys, you know, we got some uh, got some young, other younger guys. Uh, Jaden Wolver, a sophomore, has started all year for us, and really is is growing into a, um, a really good young player. Uh, Jaden can can jump out of the gym. He's uh, got to work on his strength around the basket, you know, finishes and not turn the ball over. But I, I think our fans and, and uh, teams we play have seen glimpses of a, a very bright future for for Jaden. Um, as far as JV goes, uh, too deep here. We have a sophomore, Benny Dahlstrom, has been, has been playing really well on the JV level, and he started to play some more varsity, just shoot, shooting the ball really well. A lot of confidence here lately. So we're excited, uh, excited for what he can do, you know, down the road. But I think, uh, you know, yet this year, uh, our fans and uh, everyone's going to see him do some great things on varsity too. So I've uh, been a been a fun year so far you know we're we're still climbing trying to get to the 500 mark but uh, we're playing good basketball at the right time of year so heading heading towards districts here soon well we talked to uh the Sigourney and the Kyoto coach and they both praised your team you know they had really high things to say about how things were going and and what a quality uh uh team you have this year now, let, let me ask you what conference are you in uh we're in the southeast Iowa Super Conference North Okay, so could you tell me about some of the uh, the maybe exciting players in that division and uh, some of the teams, uh, your impressions of the conference? Uh, yeah, yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, you know, I, I guess start off talking. You got to talk about Winfield, Matt Union. They're, they're having an outstanding season, uh, led by uh, uh, Coach Clay Edwards. He does a great job with his kids, and then uh, they're. You know, top players, uh, Cam Buffington and uh, you know, uh, Clay's son, Abram, and, and his other son, Jake. And then they got a, another a cast of, of really solid uh, role guys around that that, that do a great job fitting their roles and knowing their jobs you know, game to game. And that's what really impressed me with that team is the, uh, the, the, their ability to pass the ball and then work as a unit. Uh, there's no, no selfishness in the uh, they're bought into winning, so that's that's what makes them really 
really tough. And the two games that we played them that uh, really impressed me is uh, a team that's going to be have to be reckoned with, you know, forced to be reckoned with uh, come tournament time because they play so well together. Um, you know, behind them, there's kind of uh, Minneapolis has had a really solid year, a um, little bit bigger school in our side of the conference than 2A. And they got some really nice athletes. Uh, been a been a really good football program for a while, and, and you can tell those kids are well put together and, and very physical. And always always uh, tough when you, you go up against Mebo. That'll be another team that's going to be a tough out here come a district time. Um, you know, outside of them, uh, as far as players, uh, you know, Max Griffin at Wapolo, um, everybody knows him. He's Third year in a row, he's just been outstanding as a point guard. He can do a lot of things. He can pass, he can score, he can play defense. If you look at his statistics, he just fills the stat sheet every night. Even he's averaging a double-double in points and rebounds. And then he's five-and-a-half to six assists a game and, and uh, over four steals. So he's a exciting player to watch. Uh, we snuck one out against him last week at home. Got a great victory. Um, he had 27. You know, made, it, made it look really easy, too. So... He's an outstanding player. And then uh, up at Hillcrest, um, Grant Bender's having a great year for them as a junior. And then they just, uh, with Dwight, he does a great job of getting everything out of his kids. And they run they run good stuff. They execute well. And they're just always disciplined and tough. So uh, it's kind of the top side of the conference. And, and some, of the, some of the players I guess I would highlight is really having a huge impact this year for their teams. Well, uh, you're getting ready for the playoff stretch. Uh, you got some great home support. I mean, there was you could barely squeeze in anywhere to, to get a seat last night to the game. Uh, your, the community support for Pekin is off the charts. Uh, so when, when, let's talk about some of the home games and some opportunities for the, the home teams to get some support to you. We got uh, Highland coming to town next Thursday. Um, we normally don't play on Thursday nights. I, I believe it's because of the uh, Friday being the girls' crossover game. All the refs, uh, conference crossover, and all the refs go 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 to those. But uh, um, yeah, Thursday home game. It's going to be jump rope night, which always brings us a big crowd. Our, our fifth grade, uh, fifth grade class does jump rope shows at halftime, so that's always exciting for the community and the, and the kids, the young kids and and the boys always look forward to it. And I, I tell you, the coaches do too. So you always like a big crowd and, and like a lot of young young people in the crowd cheering on. And so you want to make sure you go out and take care of business. But uh, you know, like like you just hit on our great great crowd last night, even with the cold temperatures. And um, you know, despite us, us our record dipping down a little bit this year, we've couldn't tell, you know, can't tell with our crowds. We've, we've had uh, great crowds at home, great crowds on the road, and I can't say enough about the support we get every every night out. Meet so, um, Highland next week, and then uh, uh, Mediapolis is a reschedule uh, Monday, February 7th, I believe, at home. And that'll be our last uh, home game unless we were to uh, uh, get a home game for district play. So, well, uh, Regardless of the the season's record, when the playoffs starts, uh, everybody's O and O again. Uh, where do you see yourself getting seated for the playoffs? Um, you know, really hard to tell. 
we're uh, we're in a district. Uh, I think it's really top heavy with the top three to four teams with uh, New London, Waco, Montezuma, and uh, and I would put Iowa Valley in that group. Just just going off records and, and things I know about the teams. Uh, after that, things get pretty cluttered. It's kind of hard to uh, decipher exactly where you might end up. You know, if you go strictly on record. Probably wouldn't be too hard to place teams, but uh, you know that's why you have those seeding meetings to kind of grind through that stuff and, and find find where to place some teams. I, you know, our record's not the greatest. Uh, we don't have a lot of really quality wins. Um, if you want to you want to make the argument, we don't have bad losses either. We haven't lost to a team under 500. We went out and played a really tough non-conference schedule uh, with you know, games against Eddieville, Blakesburg, and. Uh, Christian and Cardinal. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll sit in the meeting, we'll hash it out. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it is, and we'll go, we'll be ready to go. So, um, yeah, we could be in the playing and one of the playing games, or uh, we could end up with, uh, you know, fifth or sixth seed. It's kind of hard to tell right now. And I, I really think uh, later this week in our game against Hillcrest, we a great opportunity to pick up a, a tough road win and really pad that. Uh, well, it's Tuesday, January 25th, and there was a lot of games, uh, well, games that were Tuesday 25th last night. Uh, I'm going to read some of the scores of the game, and you just give me a quick uh, comment about the teams we're talking about uh, in the area. So last night, uh, the Wapolo Indians beat the Lone Tree Lions 55-42. to I heard uh, just a little bit about that game, actually. Uh, I heard uh, Maddox Griffin uh, scored 41 points, broke the uh, school record for points in the game for Wapolo. So congrats to him. That's that's awesome. Outstanding job. And, and a nice nice win for Wapolo. Uh, Lone Trees um, struggled this year, but uh, you know, another another team that can get hot, hot from three, so you always got to be ready to go and, and make sure you're your kids are doing the same. So nice win for Wapolo. Well, we've already discussed uh, Pekin's win over Columbus last night, fifty-nine to fifty-three. How about uh, how about Winfield over uh, Meepo, uh, the Bulldogs? There, the the Wolves beating the Bulldogs forty-four to thirty-one. Oh, great win for Winfield. I believe that game was at Winfield, and that pretty well. Uh, even though there's a few games left, I, I think uh, as far as uh, numbers wise, that that should put the conference out of reach unless uh, Winfield were to uh, lose a couple of their remaining games. It's, they, they'd still have a tiebreaker uh, with beating Mediapolis twice. And, uh, so it's going to be going to be tough for anybody to, to get to Winfield anyway. And, and uh, that's, a, that's a huge statement win for them. Take care of business on their home court against the second-place conference team. So uh, you know, nice job to... Clay and the Clay and the guys getting that win, and, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they can they can run the table. Uh, as far as since I've been since I've been involved coaching, nobody's run the table in the conference. So it'd be uh, it'd be a nice uh, nice feather in their cap. Um, we've last three years we've had one loss apiece. So uh, peaking as we've lost one game the last three years in the conference races. We were close, but uh, it's it's definitely something that's. Hard to do, and uh, all those guys had a great opportunity to do that this year. So, great win for them. 
Well, it looks like a very strong Waco team went down to Van Buren County, put up 71 points against 45. A uh, very strong Waco team this year, isn't it? Yeah, Waco's uh, really playing well. Um, had, a, had a great week last week with wins. I'm not sure they played early in the week, but that Friday win against Cardinal at home, I guess a very quality opponent. And then uh, obviously uh, going down to New London and, and uh, winning a game there um, against an undefeated New London team was a was a huge victory for them. Well, just a couple more real quick. Sigourney uh... – Got, got on top of English Valley last night, 58-33. to 33. They seem to have some momentum, don't they? Yeah, yeah. We know we saw Sigourney uh, first uh, Saturday in January at home, and, and they came out and really played well and, and snuck one away from us at home. And um, they, they really got a nice team this year. They, they can play different speeds and uh, – Got some really nice athletes and uh, shoot shoot the ball for three pretty well. So they're they're a nice team and and uh, I think they're they're playing really good basketball at the right time of year. So that's that'll be interesting. You know, those two teams you just mentioned are both in our district, so a chance we could see one of them here heading into district play. Well, uh, this is the last one, but I saved the best for last. I know it's not in your conference, but this team is really on fire. Mid Prairie Golden Hawks uh, went up to Iowa City Regina. And won fifty-five to twenty-four. How impressive is Mid Prairie? Well, we we played them last year in a uh, jamboree at their place early in the year, and they had a lot of young guys, a lot of, a lot of juniors and sophomores, and uh, that I knew, you know, were coming back. Uh, they were in our our uh, uh, parallel district in two A last year, and uh, we both ended up losing in the district finals, so we didn't beat uh, Substate, but. Uh, um, I know the, uh, the kids' names escaping me right now, but uh, they, they got a really, really nice player, a uh, left-handed guy who can really shoot and take the ball to the basket. And uh, uh, he's kind of their key guy. And then you got a, a couple other guards that can really shoot the ball well and, and uh, you know score one-on-one if need be. And they're just really seem to be in a good zone right now. And they can, they can run multiple defenses. So uh, you know, exciting year for. For Mid Prairie, and uh, you know, looking at districts, they got a nice, a nice draw down there, and uh, so hopefully they can make some noise and uh, you know, get to that uh, state level, and, and you know, see what happens head towards the state tournament. Well, we've been talking with John Swanson, the head coach of the Pekin Panthers High School. Coach, we really enjoyed talking to you. Do you have anything before we wrap it up? Uh, I think I'm good, Dave. I appreciate you uh, reaching out and. Uh, talking with me today well we cover all the the teams in the area uh southeast iowa you know uh, other people don't uh, quite cover them as much and we want to shine a little spotlight on them we thank you for your time uh one more time i'd like to thank corwin henshaw henshaw trailer sales in uh richland iowa if you need to uh, move your livestock or haul your equipment or you need a dump trailer get a hold of corwin henshaw he's the man with quality trailers thank you john we appreciate it Thanks, Dave. All right, bye. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast. This Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa presents high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We are on the phone with the head coach of the Columbus Community Schools Wildcat basketball team, Miguel Villagrana. Is that how you say it? Villagrana? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, okay, Coach Miguel, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. 
All right, tell us a little bit about your background and uh, how you wound up being the, the uh, head coach of Columbus. Well, I've, uh, um, I'm, a, I'm a graduate of uh, Columbus Community back in, uh, back in the 80s, so I'm, uh, I'm a little aged. Uh, I, I had three kids who uh, all had gone to school there, um, and I actually coached uh, girls basketball when I was there, uh, when we were living in there the first time. That would have been uh, back in the uh, early 2000s um, when my kids went through. Um, had a job change uh, from there. Went to Solon. I coached uh, freshman basketball, sophomore basketball, and then assisted with the varsity for uh, eight years there. Uh, I coached freshman uh, and assisted with the sophomores at Iowa City West High for about four years. Um, and then just last fall, uh, I heard that the boys' position was open in, in Columbus Junction and kind of reached out to their AD and uh, thought, found out if, they're, uh, if they were still uh, kind of looking for a coach. Uh, so for my good fortune, they, they still didn't have a guy. And so um, I interviewed and uh, came back there last, uh, late last fall. I think I got hired uh, two weeks before the season started. Uh, so it was right up against the gun, maybe three weeks. And, uh, you know, I, I got in, we got in, we got through last year, um, uh, obviously tough COVID for everybody. Uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of, uh, had this off season to, uh, kind of plan and prepare a little bit. And, uh, you know, here we are uh, almost, almost to the end of season number two on my return. So, uh, last night I got a chance to catch your team. You were over at, uh, the Pekin community college uh, or being community schools and, uh, you had a really great night last night, and I was really impressed with your team. Uh, there was a tremendous effort. I thought they worked together really well. Uh, I talked to uh, the other coach uh, of Pekin, and he said that, uh, uh, Coach Swanson, he said that you had three different guys hit threes on him, and it really made him have a tough time decide uh, who, uh, who to key in on. And he also said that your press – uh, while it didn't maybe create generate lots of turnovers against them, it disrupted uh, their game plan a little bit and uh, kept them kind of out of a rhythm or a flow. Uh, did did you see it that way? Well, you know, I, I uh, appreciate uh, kind of the nice words that he said about our guys, um, and I guess uh, you know, and he is one of the guys who have uh, asked my kind of couple trips through the league, um, just go around. Uh, he's just been really, he's been really gracious and uh, and great in talking to me before and after games, and I really appreciate that. Uh, but I would, um, you know, kind of like for you, that was the best game we have played uh, this season. Uh, it, 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 we really did play well. Uh, we shared the ball um, just very, very well. Uh, I got stats back today, and uh, we were we had uh, 15 assists on 18 made shots. And that's, uh, that's, you know, we don't have, uh, we don't have that one dominant player. And so it's kind of how we need to play to kind of allude to the fact that he said that we had multiple guys hit threes and, you know, we just, we, we don't have that dominant player. So we have to get it done as a team. Um, and we, we've talked about it in practice, how, you know, we, we can't rely on this guy having a, a strong game every night. Uh, we've got to chip in, chip in where we may. Uh, I, you know, we, I talked to my assistant today, we were kind of talking about our press and, 
we'd like to be more aggressive with it. Um, last night it just wasn't. I, I don't know why, but we just didn't feel our guys. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a plan. Our guys just didn't. I guess kind of feel uh, they had the energy to put forth on that. So it was kind of a softer press. Um, it, it was nothing intentional to try to slow them down. I did say today that I, I was kind of happy that we stuck. We kind of stuck with it. And uh, if anything, just kind of kept them from just running up the floor and running offense. Um, I really thought the defensive end was kind of what allowed us to hang in the game, even though even though we gave up uh, 59 points. That's not a that's not a bad uh, a bad total. Uh, we'd like to keep it a little bit lower. We know that um, offensively we're in a better spot if we can keep the other team uh, uh, kind of uh, with fewer points. Uh, but we. We rose to the challenge last night, and we're we're making some shots. We made some big shots. We uh, the one thing I was really pleased with, they kind of spread it out to a 11, 12 point lead. We called the timeout and kind of talked about it, and the guys came out and kind of uh, kind of knuckled down defensively and just uh, kind of let us just hang around to where we gave ourselves a chance in the last five minutes of the game, and it worked out the way it did. Uh, Peking, uh, credit to them, they they. They maintained their poise, even though we were hanging around and we weren't going anywhere. And uh, I thought we did a good job. We didn't. Uh, we didn't give the game away. Um, they won the game, uh, but it was just. A, it was a really good high school basketball game. Uh, you know, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose, but we could walk out of the gym feeling feeling really good about our effort. Uh, it was just a, a good. It was a good atmosphere. A great game to be a part of. Well, I talked to uh, Michael Comstock, who is the voice of the. Pekin Panthers, and he said that uh, you were just ahead of everything on the stats for the season. It was a you were way ahead on your shooting. Uh, you're way ahead on your three point shooting. You know, uh, uh, he he was just telling me how many ways that you overperformed uh, 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 last night. You gave him a good. I told him I says I paid five dollars for the game, but it was worth ten. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got your money's worth. Well, I was impressed with a couple things that you did as a coach. Uh, I'd like to mention was uh, one, I think, you know, when you did get behind or when you got or or whatever the other team was doing, you were making adjustments, you know, you were calling timeouts, you know, you were, you were adjusting to, to whatever it was that they were working and forced them to go into a different direction. But the other thing I thought was your play, you communicate with your players, your players look to you to leadership, you know, uh, I was watching uh, Kyoto, and they have a great player. Uh, uh, that's their quarterback of the football team, uh, Colton uh, uh, Clarahan. You know, and it just seems like on the on the field on the on the court, the players kind of look to him. You know, but it looked like to me that uh, they were looking to you uh, for uh, for a little guidance there and a little communication. Uh, Hey, uh, I'm going to take just a little time out. Welcome back. We're uh, back from a little technical difficulties we had. We're back with Coach uh, Miguel. So, yeah, quite quite the game we had last night. Uh, I think that's a lot for your team to build off. If they can match that performance, you're going to have some uh, success. Now, we every week we designate a game as a uh, uh, we call a rivalry matchup. And this week it's going to be Highland. Huskies coming to your town, the Columbus Wildcats. Uh, give us a brief of this game. Well, so we have uh, – we've got that one coming up on Friday. And uh, 
we had a, our, our game from last uh, last Friday was uh, canceled due to the weather, so that's going to be played tomorrow night. So we're going to have kind of a back-to-back. Uh, that kind of uh, concerns me a little bit. Um, we do have a, a fairly short bench. I think we played eight guys last night. Uh, um, we've got one of our starters hurt, and so it's a bit concerning. Um, it definitely is. Uh, it's a it's a rivalry in terms of familiarity. But uh, I think I might have just <laughs> I murdered the word familiarity. But uh, um, we, we played them back in December, um, and that was our – we have three wins on the season. That was our second win. And uh, I was told by the uh, uh, um, person who uh, – Cole uh, interviews me from KCII on Saturday morning that we had, uh, we had previously lost 18 in a row to Highland. And I said, I'm glad he didn't tell me that before because it would have scared the pants off of me. So we, uh, we have our work cut out for us uh, on Friday. They have, a, they have a bit of size that we don't have. Um, I, I do not know the, boy, the boy's name, but he, uh, he's a nice player. He can step out and, he can step out and shoot it, and, but he's also a force inside. So we, we, we really have a work cut out for us. Uh, we'll, have to play, we'll have to play a team game. We'll have to defend as a team. Um, right now we are, uh, we're really struggling with, uh, our defensive rebounding, keeping team, keeping people off the offensive board. And that's, uh, that's a focus. Um, but it's really something that's just got to be a mental focus. We have to box out and go rebound rather than just waiting for the ball to come to us, which I kind of feel is how we kind of how we rebound. We, uh, kind of waiting for either somebody else to get the ball or it to come to, to me. And so it's just a it's just a mental thing. Just go get the ball and kind of keep them to hold them to one shot. Um, you kind of had mentioned about how we shot the uh, the ball uh, pretty well last night, and, and we did. We out we outshot what would be expected of us, and um, we, we we kind of talked about it uh, tonight uh, in practice. And uh, you know we we have to still we have to shoot those with confidence. We have to kind of look at last game not as an apparition, but of, of something we expect of ourselves uh, to kind of continue to continue playing that way. The way we played last night was uh, kind of without a fear of, of the mistakes, a fear of missing a shot, uh, just being having an aggressive mindset, uh, playing the game going forward, uh, and and just let kind of let the chips fall where they may. Uh, we, we can't now. We can definitely shoot ourselves out of a game with that kind of mentality, uh, but at the same time. Uh, we, we have, we need to be aggressive. Uh, you know, I, I just kind of, uh, I feel that's the way basketball should be played. I feel like if you're, if you're trying not to make a mistake, you are just going to end up making a mistake. And so I'd rather see my guys kind of have that, have that confidence, aggression, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, but try to make things happen in the game rather than just waiting and seeing what happens to you in the game. Well, what is your makeup game Thursday? Uh, we play on we play on them tomorrow night, uh, so that was another uh, that was another tight game. The first time we played, uh, we actually it was a double overtime game, and we banked in a three pointer uh, to win. So there's no, uh, you know, there's there's uh, uh, definitely you know it's going to be two two tough games back to back, and we'll just have to see how we respond to that. Um, you know, we uh, last night was a last night was a tough game. There was a lot of great effort. Uh, mentally, it had to be a little a little taxing on our guys to kind of uh, to kind of keep in that and keep that mental focus of uh, of getting after it. 
and you know they've got two more uh, two more like that ahead of them uh, right away so but this is the this is the enjoyable part of this whole sports it's you know it, this is exactly this is exactly exactly what you want um, there is there's not a whole lot of fun in in winning or losing a game by 20. it just the, the, the outcome's been decided and you don't learn a whole lot in those type of situations and uh, uh you know we're kind of hoping to uh, kind of uh, put ourselves in the position in these next two to to learn to learn some things more about ourselves than and and kind of our teamwork uh, than than anything else. Uh, you know the guys have been great. They've uh, they've worked really super hard this year. Um, they 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 listen they listen very well. Um, they're they're just good solid group of group of boys. Um, they they respect me um, and I can't. I, you know, I just, I can't thank them enough. Uh, I, I try to, I try to let them know, uh, you know, that I care about them as people, not just as basketball players, not just being on the team, but I'm, I'm actually, you know, interested in, in what their, uh, you know, what their accomplishments are going to be out of school. Like I, I'd like to kind of foster that, that camaraderie or, or family type atmosphere that they know that I care about them as people, not as just athletes. And so, you know, here, here we are. Okay, briefly tell us about this last couple of weeks. We're going down the stretch of the season. Uh, let, uh, let's see what 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 do you think? How, can you think you can put some wins together and uh, get your team ready for the playoffs? And that is the hope. Uh, the hope is that um, you know the last uh, the last couple of weeks we have been. Uh, we have been pointing out the positives uh, of what we've uh, been accomplishing. And, and by, you know, I, I won't use the word accomplishing, but um, you know, I mean, I guess it, it kind of depends on your, uh, your definition of success. We've kind of, kind of carried the mantra that we will decide uh, what our definition of success is for us. And we played a very good, um, we played a very good uh, Minneapolis team uh, to, a really tight game a couple weeks ago. I think we ended up losing by uh, 12 or 15, but we had to lead at halftime. We, uh, you know, they kind of went on a run. We had to foul at the end to try to hope they missed free throws. And then we had trouble putting it in the bucket. And so there's that. We played Wapolo right after that. Again, another, another contested, uh, high, highly contested contest. Uh, we were, we were right there in the fourth quarter. And then it just kind of, uh, kind of again the same thing. They were, uh, you know, they got some free throws, kind of got us uh, that game. I think it ended up at 17, but really the score of that game is is more in the 11, 12 point range. Uh, we did a good job defensively in that game. Uh, so you know, kind of last night was a confluence of everything kind of coming together at the same time. Uh, still putting in that effort on the defensive end, but having some shots go in. And I think a lot of that, the shots going in, had to do with uh, us kind of moving the ball and it not sticking with with guys and not things, not really necessarily shots not coming off the dribble, but dribbles creating angles to get the ball to somebody so they had an open shot. Um, you know, much I talk, talk to the guys all the time, and if, you know, I say this to basically any team I've ever coached, is that you're a lot better shooter when the ball's coming from in the lane back out. It's just your, everything's facing the, the rim. You you don't have to. There's not a lot of shoulder movement. Stepping into it, catching it, and shooting. And so I really feel like you know 
that was kind of what was going on last night is we were moving the ball. And so when we're, when we're open and we're taking the shot, we're not rushing, we're not, we're not, you know, we don't have a hand in our face and it just makes you relax a little bit. So uh, tell me about the, the conference that you're in. What's it called? It's the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. Um, and there's a North division and a South division. Uh, we are in the North um, and it com- consists uh, of, we have Wapolo, uh, Winfield, uh, Mount Union, Lone Tree, Pekin, uh, Minneapolis, uh, whom I, whom I L&M and uh, ourselves. Uh, and I'm trying to think that Oh Highland. Uh, and I think that might be, I think I might have rattled them all off. Um, okay, in the so- South division, it's, uh, mostly, uh, Southern teams, you have Danville, Burlington, Notre Dame, Holy Trinity, uh, oh, shoot, uh, Cardinal, um, uh, Waco is in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, Van Buren is in there. Uh, I, I know I'm forgetting somebody. Hillcrest I Academy, I think you're in your division, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I know there's some realignment coming next year. I'm not entirely sure exactly what that will be, um, well, but I do know I've been told. Let, let me ask you, who some of the two or three top players in the in the conference? So uh, on our on our side, um, the uh, the Griffin, the Griffin kid from Wapolo is just a, he's a really good all around basketball player. Uh, he does, um, he would be a coach's dream. He does a little bit of everything. Uh, he can, he can distribute the ball. He can score it. He's, he's athletic. He can defend, he can defend most multiple positions. Uh, so that guy is, uh, I would say he probably is one a, um, right now, um, there, there's some other great, there's some other great uh, players and athletes in our conference in that North Division. You've got um, Winfield's lucky enough; they've got two of them. Uh, they've got the Buffington boy. I think his name, first name is Cam. Uh, he's a Division One athlete. Uh, he is just a solid player. Uh, I, I I just get the feeling uh, that he's a lot of fun to coach because he just seems very focused and uh, kind of just does does like he does all the little things very well. And so I, I know that like his, he's, exp- he keeps expanding his game. Uh, you know, I don't think last year he was, I don't think last year he was very, all that great of a shooter, but I know in our game uh, early in the first quarter, he stepped out and hit a three and it did not look like he wasn't comfortable shooting that. That looked like a shot. He was very comfortable taking. And, and so that, that was very impressive. Um, the coach's son, uh, I, and I, don't understand. If, I can't remember if it's his name Abraham or Abram, um, but he is uh, he's kind of a point guard. He's about six four. Uh, so you have you have a, a six four point guard, and you've got a six five kind of forward power forward type. Uh, so they really um, they they really have a nice combo there. Um, Abram shoots the ball well from the outside. He rebounds it uh, very effectively, and he and he passes the ball. And obviously, he's six four. He can see over everybody. Uh, they also have a freshman, um, Abram's younger brother, who is a, just an outstanding player. Um, he's played on their varsity team. Uh, so that makes them probably, I would say that we're probably the most formidable, uh, team in our side. Uh, Minneapolis has got some really nice athletes. And I think, um, their, uh, Egan is their big kid. Um, he is a load, um, just a good solid player. 
uh, he's always balanced. So he's not going to make, he's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to be, uh, he's not going to travel and, and, and be off balance. He's always, uh, he's always under control. Um, and then they have some nice pieces that go around him. Uh, and those are, I would say those are the top, uh, the top players and teams in our side of the conference. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the players uh, on the other side. I do know that new London has got a uh, blaze Porter and he is, I just know him from the kind of the AAU circuit and I've seen him play um, and, and just a very solid guard. Uh, very good. He's kind of the straw that stirs the drink there. And they've got a couple, I know they have a couple other of really, really nice players. Names escape me right now. Um, Danville is always good. They're always good. And, and they're, they're showing that again this year. Um, they are there at the top of that, uh, that division um, with new London right in behind them. Yeah. Uh, so, there's a lot of good basketball in Southeast Iowa. Um, it's just we're not in that, you know, kind of that metropolitan area, so a lot of people don't see it. Yeah, and it's 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 uh, even for me trying to cover all of Southeast Iowa is a little bit difficult. And there's some holes uh, where we don't maybe have some eyes that we'd like to have. Uh, you mentioned this Danville team, the Danville Bears, and I know they're having a great season. Can you give me a minute or two about uh, their team? I'd, I'd like to, and unfortunately, I haven't. Um, I haven't seen them. Uh, yet and I don't um, and I we haven't we don't have a common opponent and we're not scheduled so I haven't really um, I haven't really gotten to see any film on them I just know I've kind of been uh, I've kind of been watching and watching the scores and just seeing what they're doing um, I know I've uh, I, I've seen them in the past um, and I do know the two the the coach uh, the Soko boy um, and they're just uh, they were good they were very very nice players in high school and uh, and then on in the college and so. Uh, I know they're. Uh, I know they're. They're preparing their kids very well. They have some talented kids. Um, and, and Lisa, I know. Um, I, I do know the new London kid. Uh, a, a couple of them uh, fairly well. And I know if, if you know Danville's on the top of that, on the top of that side of the division, or on that side of the division, they're the top. They. Um, they obviously have a very very nice team. Um, so I. I am. I. I would really like to see them play because I have a feeling I'd be. Uh, I'd be impressed. And, probably give you a better uh, a better synopsis of what they do anyway we're talking to to coach miguel who is the uh, coach of the uh, the columbus community schools wildcats high school basketball team boys team uh let me ask you one more uh, there's another team down there kind of you're a little closer to than i and people i talk to and i don't know if you know much about around but fort madison uh, fort madison uh, they are uh, number one in the state have you heard anything about their team oh i have not um I do know. Uh, I uh, I know a couple of their of their alumni that uh, my my younger son had played with uh, one of them, Miles Wentzie, um, and then uh, uh, another kid, uh, Cam. I and for I, for the love of God, I, I I've lost uh, his last name. Um, I, I haven't seen any of their recent players, um, so I, I really can't uh, speak much to to how they are right now. Um, but I do know that. Um, uh, they, you know, they play in that conference with uh, Mount Pleasant and stuff. Maybe I have to slip down and uh, and kind of catch them at some point to see uh, to see how they're doing. Well, we know they're number one in the state. We're trying to get some information on it. It's not as easy as you as you think. Anyway, sure. uh, would you stick around just a little bit longer because uh, uh, I want to go over some uh, games uh, Friday and and uh, give me uh, a minute or so on what you think of of these matchups and if. If you don't know much, we'll just move on to the next one, all right? Hey, so, sounds great. Some big matchups in the Southeast Iowa. Uh, Burlington 
Greyhounds come to play the Washington Demons. Now, that's pretty close to your area. Yes. Uh, I saw Washington play uh, about, I'd say, about three weeks ago. It was right out of Christmas break. Uh, I saw them at the Wells Fargo Advisors Shootout, which is up in Cedar Rapids, um, kind of that first uh, that first week uh, back out of Christmas. And uh, they have a uh, they have a very nice team. I'm trying to think of – they played a team from over near uh, uh, Des Moines, also a uh, rated team. Um, and the thing about the thing that impressed me about Washington was kind of the, the the depth of their team. They have some they have some really good guards. They've got I'd say about a three or four of them that are just above average, and they move the ball well. They're athletic. They play hard, uh, but they've got they have guys that can put it in the basket. And they're, they're just uh, it was an enjoyable game to watch. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I apologize for not being able to remember their opponent, uh, but uh, they. they uh, they, they were, you know, it was kind of a, a, a tight contest most of the way. I think uh, Washington ended up uh, eking out like a, a six, eight point win. Um, and I know there was a, a, a Iowa football commit that was on the opposing team that wasn't there that day. Um, and so it'd be, it, we, it was kind of a left with a what if he would have been there. It would have been kind of interesting to see how that game would have went. Um, they, they don't have, a, I guess, you know, for a three A school, you know, you probably kind of expect a little bit of uh, uh, a little more uh, ne- height necessary, necessarily uh, needed. But um, they have good enough guards. I think my, you know, the, the height they do have can be effective uh, uh, with the guard play they have. Well, here's a, a team that's undefeated in Southeast Iowa. It's a little bigger school than yours, but Mid Prairie uh, Golden Hawks are going to play Bellevue Comets. I don't know if you have any. Uh, information about those teams uh no other than just uh you know uh, other than just the, the history of mid prairie uh back with uh don show walter and, and and how good they consistently were and um i know they dipped for a little bit and uh but it does seem like uh the last couple of years they've been uh they've definitely been uh kind of uh recovering and then getting back to that strong basketball tradition that they've always had okay well here's a couple games i think you will know something about Winfield uh, Wolves at the Wapalo Indians. I think we're in for a game. I think that will be a very good game. Uh, I think you've got the uh, uh, basically, you know, probably the three best players in the conference uh, on the same floor at the same time, um, and so you've got you've got some experience with the with the Griffin kid for Wapalo. Uh, he's a senior, and then you've got. You've got the two guys from Winfield, but they are a little bit younger. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that comes into play at all. Um, you know, the uh, the Griffin kid makes everybody around him better, um, and so and and he and he has some good he has some good help. Uh, they've got a couple good shooters. Um, they're very active. They play they play defense well, um, and Winfield has size. And that is, uh, you know, they, they have they have the size, they're, they're disciplined, they move the ball well, they defend well, they play hard. They're just, they're, you know, we were on the short end against them and it was just, uh, it was just, it was overwhelming the the amount, uh, the way they came at us. Um, and great kids, great kids. Um, it was, it was actually, I mean, obviously it's never fun to be on, on that, the, the, the bad side of a loop, lopsided score, uh, but you know it was a it was a 
they, they, they played hard and it was kind of a, if you're a fan, it would have been enjoyable to watch <laughs> as, as the guy, as a coach on the team, it probably wasn't that much fun. Well, here's another couple of teams. The Kyoto Eagles are going to Tri-County Trojans. Yeah, I don't have any um, um, uh, what experience or uh, familiarity with uh, Tri-County. Um, I do know Kyoto is traditionally a, a very strong team. Um, they, they always seem to have some good players coming through and uh, kind of sounds like they have that again this year. Um, we played Sigourney a couple of uh, a week ago and that was and I know they're in the same conference. Uh, and so that would be kind of the extent of what I would know about that game. OK, well, let's finish out with a game you might know. Pekin at the Hillcrest Academy Ravens. That should be a, that should be a treat. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, we played Hillcrest uh, a week ago. Uh, this coming Friday, we played them last weekend, uh, and they uh, they really brought the heat on on Friday. They uh, they kind of they pressed us from the get go, and they really made us uncomfortable. Uh, we did not stand up to the pressure. We 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 kind of wilted, and and they kind of put it to us pretty good. Uh, we kind of they began the the game on an eighteen to nothing run. And it was pretty much decided from then. Our guys did kind of buckle down and, and play pretty better, uh, but the game had already the game was already decided at that point. Um, the game uh, Tuesday night against Pekin, uh, we um, we performed better than that, and so it'll kind of be interesting to see uh, a couple of things. And, and I guess as a you know, the coach, my worry would be is that did did last night's game kind of will they recover not so much physically but mentally from being in that tight situation and then going to Pekin or sorry going to Hillcrest and just having that environment that atmosphere and then having them come at you um you know how do how do your players respond to that um you know and and I think they'll be good they have a um you know, we you uh, Pekin has some some good sized players that I think gives them a bit of an advantage, uh, and so I think you know, kind of if you can get the ball inside and and uh, get it in, I think you're you're kind of ahead of the game there. Um, so I'd be really interested to see how that uh, how that contest turns out. Well, you've been a, you went above and beyond uh, all the questions that I asked you. I really appreciate your time. Uh, anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I would say. Um, you know, uh, we kind of, as we've talked here, I, uh, I know we have a, a social media presence where I kind of get started. We, uh, we just kind of kicked up a Twitter account this week and it's at Columbus B-Ball. Um, and that would be uh, that right now at the moment, that is our kind of our only foray into this, into the social media. And uh, we're kind of hoping to keep things going. And uh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you're doing for the kids. Because uh, I think you know, I, I I like seeing them get any any recognition they can, uh, and it's uh, you know it's it's people like you who you know kind of make it easy for people like me to do what I'm doing, uh, and, and kind of help these kids out and and just kind of uh, kind of show them that it's you know there's a lot there's a lot enjoyable about high school sports and it's you don't have to be recruited you don't have to have uh, to be a college basketball player or college athlete in mind to get something worthwhile out of high school sports. There's a lot of other things we can gain. And I think people like you doing things like this kind of add to that excitement and 
as long as we can keep getting kids involved and i know a lot of times we've got we hear that you know participation numbers are down and so the more we can do things like this for kids i think the better off everybody else is well sure thank you uh if you could text me that twitter handle i'll tag this uh i'll tag it on this episode so your fans can listen oh, absolutely i'll do that as soon as we're done here well, there's only one thing left to say and that's if you need a trailer you want an enclosed trailer you want a drop trailer a dump trailer you need to haul your livestock. You got to talk to Corwin Henshaw, Richland, Iowa. He's got the best trailers. He's been in the business for decades upon decades. He knows how to get trailers in this tough time. Corwin Henshaw, sponsor the, the Southeast Iowa High School Basketball. Uh, thank you, Coach Miguel. Uh, he's been a great guest. We'll put this episode out. Uh, thanks again. Hey, thank you very much. All right, we're out. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast as Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents another episode of high school basketball in Southeast Iowa. We are pleased to have on the phone with us Paul Kissel. Is that how you say it? That is correct. Of the Waco Warriors and what a season you guys are having. Uh, welcome to the program, Paul. No, it's nice to be here. I always like talking about Waco basketball. Well, there seems to be a lot to talk about. You have a, a few really good players. I have seen uh, a few of your games on uh, uh, YouTube. Yep. And uh, there's a Reichenbach kid on your team that was an outstanding football player. Yeah, I'm he's a great athlete. Pretty impressed with. But you have a, a – is his name Hunter Hughes? Yep, Hunter's a sophomore for us. He's our he's point a, guard. He's having a fine season. He sure seems like a great player. I can't believe he's just a sophomore. Yeah, he's uh, really grown up this year. He had some playing time last year at the varsity level as a freshman. And like I said, he's grown physically and uh, also in his skills. And so he's developed into a nice player here in his second year. Well, we're trying to shine a spotlight on Southeast Iowa. And uh, we had a great, great job with the, with the uh, football. But it looks like maybe... Southeast Iowa was even stronger in basketball than they were in football. As I look through the schedule here, we got uh, Fort Madison in 3A, number one, Washington, number four. Uh, there's uh, looks like Mid Prairie's number one in 2A. Uh, and there's four or five teams here in the top 10 or just outside the top 10. I, well, what I'm looking at here says New London fifth, uh, Danville seventh, Waco ninth. You know, Winfield's really strong. Uh, Hillcrest is really strong. I mean, even the, the teams that are in the middle of the pack in this uh, league are pretty dangerous, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, we have high-quality coaches down here. And so you mentioned some of those teams that we played this year with New London and Brian Porter down there. Uh, you have Danville with the Sukup Twins. They had a great playing career at Danville. Now they've come back and are doing a great job coaching that team. Uh, Dwight Gingrich at IMS always has a solid program up there, Hall of Fame coach, and uh, just got a lot of talented coaches down here, and uh, they get the best out of their players. And so you see that every year. Clay Edwards uh, doing a tremendous job at Winfield. And so at the 1A level, uh, we've got some great programs. Well, we'll just real quick go over your season and where, where you're at, and then we'll uh, talk about uh, maybe some recent games. No, that works. Uh, so, so far, uh, those teams we were just talking about during the season, we've had a chance to play New London twice, and we split with them. Uh, the first time we played, it was an overtime loss here. Uh, we were up at by 20 at one point. 
Uh, and we were up 16 with three minutes to go and uh, failed to make free throws down the stretch. We missed 14 free throws. We ended up losing that game in overtime uh, to a very talented New London team uh, later on. In the season, we talked about Winfield being a good program just before Christmas. Uh, they're kind of our county rival, about 10-minute drive. They came over to our place, and we were able to put their only loss on them this year by nine. Uh, and that was a great game for us. And Danville, they only have two losses on the year, and that's to New London. And we just got finished playing our second game with them. The first one, they got us at home by five. And we just played a thrilling game down there that we dropped in overtime by two. And so they've got us twice, which is disappointing for us, but they're a good team. And so we hope to see them again here uh, come the playoffs. That means if we did see them, uh, it would probably be later in the uh, district tournament. So those are some of the teams, and now we're going to get a chance to play Hillcrest Saturday in our Super Conference shootout. And so, like you said, we have some quality teams, quality programs down here, and we've got to see them and play them this year. So it's been a great year uh, for us as a team and as a program. So what, what conference are you in? We're in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference, and we're in the South Division with teams like Danville, uh, New London, Holy Trinity, Notre Dame, West Burlington, uh, Van Buren, and tonight we get to play Central League this Thursday. Well, if you add the the North and the South, you you undoubtedly have the best, the strongest conference in the state. I don't think there's any question about it. No, and that helps you with those uh, ratings that you're looking at. Our strength of schedule. Every night we have a quality game and that's not only at the varsity level but in the south they have some strong jv teams and so that's when we moved down here six years ago that's really helped uh jump our program uh you're getting competitive games every night and so you're growing as a player uh every tuesday and friday night when you get a game so it's really nice to be part of this conference uh like i said you have some great coaches down here that always challenge you well this waco community their support is off the charts for all the sports over there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. If you watch in our football games, like you said, we had a great season, the community support. They're there whether it's great or not. Uh, basketball, it's the same way. We have a packed gym almost every night uh, cheering on the crowd. And that was probably one of the best things about the Danville game. It was there. Um, we filled up our sides. They had their sides filled up. And it was a tournament atmosphere. It was loud and rowdy. I couldn't understand what anybody was saying. It was so loud. And so the kids got kind of that pre-tournament feel in a conference game. So it was nice to uh, participate that, in that game. Yeah, it's uh, they're just it's just so... I just, for this part of the state to be so strong, it's uh, almost shocking. Well, like I said, you have a lot of coaches around this area that have been around for a while and uh, put together quality programs. And so it's always nice to be part of that and participate against them. So talk to me about some of your players. You seem to have some really talented athletes over, uh, you're blessed there at Waco, aren't you? Yeah, right now we've got a good group going through. And uh, if you look at us statistically as a team, we're in the top three in the conference, north and south, uh, in points, rebounds, blocks, you know, all the major steals, assists as a team. And then when you break it down individually, uh, we don't have hardly anybody in the top 10. And that kind of speaks to our program. We're a very strong uh, team. We play eight to nine kids a night. Uh, and so. 
what we do as a collective whole far outweighs what we do individually. But we have some great players. You mentioned uh, Hunter Hughes earlier. He's a sophomore playing point guard for us this year. He is our leading scorer at just over 10 per game. I also mentioned Simeon Reichenbach. He's a second-team all-conference player from last year that's returning. He's a junior. Uh, just a tremendous athlete. You can see that on the football field. It carries over into basketball. Uh, last year, he broke his wrist working out, so he didn't get to uh, complete his full track season, but he still was able to qualify for state track and the hurdles in that final district uh, qualifier. So that just speaks to the competitiveness of Simeon Reichenbach. Uh, and then we do have one statistical leader in our conference. That's Cody Graber. He's a 6'5" junior uh and he's our rim protector he just does a great job defensively for us he leads the conference in blocks at a little over three per game uh and just is a tremendous asset for us as he develops uh and then we have other sophomores that are stepping up this year and contributing and reese oswald who has stepped into a starting role here the last couple weeks and he's coming off and he's scoring about nine points per game and it's just a dynamic uh, offensive weapon for us uh, it's just super quick and he can get to the basket and finish. Another sophomore we have is a 6'2", Colton Lichty. Uh, Lichty is a common name around here, common family name. Uh, he had a couple older brothers go through and an older sister that all were great athletes, and now uh, Colton is the baby, and he's, uh, he's stepping up in major way this year as a sophomore as our fifth starter. I mentioned Reese Oswald has stepped in as a player for us starting. We had Mason Miller, a junior, go down. He was an all-state defensive back in football, and he was having a fine game, or fine season. Uh, his best game of the year was against Signory this year. He had 17 points going into the third quarter, and he rolled his ankle and had a slight uh, fracture in his foot. Uh, so he'll be returning here in the next week. Uh, so that'll be nice to get him back, and that just adds to our depth. Well, my uh, partner, but, Scotty Melvin, who's on a cruise right now, uh, he's a big fan of Reese Ossibles. He He's uh, – every week and we talk about your team every week and uh scott comes a lot of your games and uh uh you know he's he's all over it uh now uh the conference that you play is so well coached and so many excellent athletes you cannot depend on uh winning games because the other team makes mistakes do you no no and that was i'm just i was talking about the danville game this the other night uh, both teams played tremendous defense uh it was the second time we played this year uh both teams are well scouted so you knew what the other player was going to do uh sometimes before they did and so uh the kids had to kind of develop that okay now what do we do type attitude okay they stopped our first action uh how do we we're going to react to that and still complete the play and so that's good for our young players to get in that type of atmosphere where uh, you're not getting the easy turnover off a press or you're not just getting an easy run out basket you're having to earn every every point in the half court set and so like i said daniel's done a tremendous job done there under the sukup twins and uh we're doing our best to take advantage and gain experience and uh, compete with them at that level. Well, we, we, we've gained a lot of listeners in Danville, and I have yet to really be able to talk to anybody that could tell me anything about them other than they've got a great record and they're, uh, they're just really one of the best teams in the t- state. Uh, I'm going to ask you about some of the, the teams in the conference, and you can just go through it, but start, start with Danville. Danville, like I said, they got a good group of uh, seniors this year, uh, starting with Ty Carr, point guard. He's been playing for him now for four years at the varsity level, and he just takes charge. He's a, he's another one of those 
multi-athlete, uh, all-state cross-country runner. And so he just has a motor that just goes. And he's going to get up on you defensively and really challenge you. Uh, his partner in the backcourt is uh, Candace Williams, another senior. Uh, and he's just a great facilitator, great athlete that uh, can penetrate and dish the ball. And they got two greats, well, two great scorers. And Caden Gorley, a junior, he's the one under – non-senior that starts uh, and he's a double figure scorer uh six five long athlete can also hit the outside shot so he's a matchup problem and he's got the length that kind of challenges you on the defensive end and then they have drake johnson another senior forward has probably one of the purest shots 15 feet and in he is deadly uh, and a lot of their sets are set up for him to score and then they got a big guy inside. You always got that big guy on good teams. And they got another six, five, six, six long athlete, just an aggressive player. And Sawyer Nelson, he's a difference maker. Uh, just on the offensive boards, defensive boards, he just erases a lot of opportunities for you with his aggressive nature, uh, swinging at the ball and getting a lot of blocks. So those five players start for him, and those five players play a majority of their minutes. And so, like I said, they play with. Uh, a lot of intensity, as seniors would, knowing it's their last year. And uh, they just do a nice job. It was a great game that we played with them on Tuesday night. Well, we're talking to Paul Kissel, the head coach of the Waco Warriors, having an outstanding season. They've been either in the top 10 or right on the edge of the top 10 all season long. They're playing in this this uh, best conference in Iowa. Tell us about some of these other teams and, and uh, what kind of problems they've been presenting for you this year. Well, New London has one loss on the season, and they've been in, like you said, borderline top 10 uh, rankings in the AP and such. Uh, and they have, according to the Des Moines Register, two of the top 50 players in the state. Uh, I think Blaze Porter, a junior point guard, came in at 15, and he's just a tremendous athlete. He's getting looks at the D1 level. Uh, great point guard. He can shoot outside. He can take you to the basket. Uh, great motor. He's about 6'1". And then you have a post inside, uh, Kate Benjamin. He's about 6'5". You can just jump out of the gym. And uh, I don't know if it's unfortunate or fortunately, uh, the first time we played him, they were without Blaze Porter was coming off a football injury. And then the second time we played him, uh, Kate didn't play uh, due to a knee injury, suffered the game before. And so we were able to get him the second time and gave him their only loss on the season. Uh, they round that out with a couple seniors. Uh, Devin Swanson is about six three post. That can is an inside outside player. Just a like I said, he's playing like a senior with leadership and uh, just high energy. And uh, Castle K kid, I think moved in from Illinois two years ago. Rounds out their backcourt, and so he's having a good year. And along with another senior, uh, I believe it's Brock Schulte. He's a good baseball player, and you can see that uh, athlete. When he's out there, I know he led the team, I think, in scoring against West Burlington the other night with 17. And so they just got some tremendous weapons down there. And Brian Porter does a good job getting them ready to play, play at a fast-paced level. Uh, we also we mentioned Danville. Those are the top two teams right now in the conference. We're coming in third. Uh, then you have a Cardinal team and down there in Eldon. They're 2A. And they have one of those groups also that they've been waiting for. There's a lot of seniors playing for them. Dawson Lewis is a 6'5 center for them. Uh, 
Griffin Griner, I just saw he scored his thousandth point for them at uh, as a senior, and he's one of those all-state football, state track, and doing a great job in the basketball season. Uh, Landon Becker, another senior for Cardinal, is a great shooter outside. Uh, had a knee injury last year that kind of slowed down his progress, or he would be one of those elite players in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. And around out Cardinal, we have another senior, uh, Bryant. Uh, first name's escaping me right now. He's just a great shooter. So they have one of those teams that's just solid and uh, starting five. Then you got 2A West Burlington coming in fifth down there. And so their 2A program under Coach O'Hearn, a former coach at uh, former coach at SCC. Uh, so he's doing good things down there. And you can just go down the list in the bottom half of the conference there with Holy Trinity has a young group uh, that's really improved during the year. Notre Dame always has Great kids, great athletes with uh, Coach Keys. Van Buren has Trey Mignani stepped in at coach for uh, the Hall of Fame Fred Parsons, who stepped down last year. And so a little connection there. Nathan Shellman, alumni of Waco, is his assistant. And they've got a group down there that's been working together here the last two years, uh, led by Jackson Manning, who's averaging about 20 points a game at guard for them. And then uh, Central Lee's on the rebound here. they got a new coach this year, and we face them tonight. So... I can't think of – I feel like I'm forgetting somebody, but I don't think I did there. Well, what about, about Winfield? The did, did, did you mention Winfield? Winfield's in the North Division, uh, mm-hmm. opposite us. They're 18-1, and one, I believe. Yeah. And, and we dealt them their only loss before Christmas there. Clay Edwards uh, has two of his sons playing for him, and they're playing at a high level as a freshman and sophomore at the varsity level. And then uh, they got Cam Buffington, who is a – Division One football recruit for Iowa, uh, and he's having a tremendous year. If you look at his numbers, he's, I think, averaging almost a double-double points and rebounds, uh, and he's just a difference maker on the court. So they got a great program, and they're all young. All while their key players are freshmen and sophomores, and they have a couple senior guards in Brown and Wade that are really filling in their roles and knocking down shots from the outside to make that a complete program over there at Winfield. Well, talk to me about how to follow your team. Uh, you know, is it, is it radio coverage? Uh, I know you do some YouTube and some uh, some casting. Yeah, this year we've started doing a water cast with YouTube, uh, and that's something where uh, we're using a program to uh, stream our home games through our huddle system. And then uh, Alex Gardinez and Jeremy McLaughlin is doing the wrestling side of it. Uh, they're using a program to uh, enhance that experience and kind of give you the uh, kind of a game-like situation with the box score and starting lineups and getting different uh, angles for like the wrestling, uh, getting down on the mat as opposed to just being up top. And so that's something we're starting this year and experimenting with. And we've got some great support from the community there, uh, providing us like the funds through the Booster Club. Uh, to get the equipment to do that. And so our coverage is starting to pick up just through our school. And then uh, KCII will come cover us and then the union paper. So that's kind of our media sources right now and who covers us. Well, that's tremendous. Uh, yeah, you, you've, you've got such a fine team and such a fine community. And, and the people of Wayland are just such hardworking people. I, uh, uh, they're just, uh, it's not like a suburbs, you know, where everybody works at the, at uh, some tech job or something. I mean, these are people that rip their living out of the ground, you know? Oh yeah. No, that's a, it's a great community. You got great support. I, uh, you can't speak enough about the community here in uh, 
the Waco School District. And you can see that trickles through into their children. And so we got great kids here in the Waco School District. And those kids are who we draw for our athletes. They not only participate usually in sports, but they're involved with our orchestra program, our music program under the direction of Jane Cook. Uh, so they're getting a rich experience here. We just had our robotics, our junior high robotics team made at the state, and they're doing a national level uh, competition for their project now as they kind of finish up their program. Uh, like I said, the kids here, tremendous kids, and they got tons of opportunities here through the Waco School District. Well, I'm going to go over a list of some of the games that are tonight, and uh, maybe you'll know something about them all, maybe you won't, but we'll, whatever you can tell me about it, uh, I, I'd like to hear. You mentioned a little something about it. The first game I see on the list is a team called uh, Newell Fonda. They're going to play the Washington Demons. So how about these Washington Demons? Well, they're a good program right now. Uh, Coach Stark up there has them playing at a fast pace. They get out and run on you, and so it's hard to stop them. If they're on, they're on. And I know like uh, early in the season, they knocked off Pella in the big fourth quarter. Uh, the Patterson, the junior guard up there, and Cason uh, Bailey, the senior point guard form, is doing really uh, phenomenal things behind the arc there, just knocking down threes. And then they have the six triplets inside. It'll go with uh, – Boy, is it troll post. So it'll be tough, I think, on Newell Fonda to come knock off Washington tonight. They're, like I said, they got things going well. So I wouldn't bet against the Demons. Washington seems to play a pretty tough schedule and seems to do pretty well with it. Okay. So the next game I see tonight would be Highland at Pekin. I know Pekin has a tremendous uh, uh, program there, and they got a really great coach. I don't know that much about Highland. What do you think about that game? Um. I get, like you said, Coach Swanson over in Pekin, he's got their team improving every night. I think they're almost up to 500 now on the record. Uh, Highland's kind of in that lull right now. They're they're rebounding after having a really good run there the last few years. Uh, and uh, oh, Coach Swishik, I, I can't say his name correctly, so I apologize for even trying. But, uh, yeah, they're kind of – they do things right up there, and they just don't right now have the athletes – to probably compete with Pekin. So I would take Pekin in that game tonight. Uh, it should be a good matchup, though. Yeah, so Pekin plays good at home. And they're tough at home because they got such a big crowd. You know, yeah. and that's a school kind of like yours, you know. Same type of people and the same type of support that uh, they have. Okay, uh, Lone Tree versus Hillcrest Academy. I, I'm impressed with Hillcrest Academy. Yeah, Hillcrest right now we talk about coaching, and Dwight Gingrich is one of the best in the area, uh, if not in the state. Uh, so he's been building around a junior Grant Bender. Uh, he'll play post for him. Uh, and then he's got a bunch of young kids and a, another name hours up there. He's a freshman point guard for him. I think he had four threes the other night against Highland. And so uh, the Bender kids averaging about 15, I believe. Probably might be even a little more than that uh, inside. And we get to play them on Saturday. So I'm starting to try to familiarize myself with their game a little bit. But they'll be a tough Tough beat for uh, Lone Tree. Lone Tree's having a, a good season under Tom Squires up there. Uh, he's got some seniors that are doing some good things, but I think uh, IMS got him earlier in the year, and I think they can get him again here the second time around, but it should be a good game. Well, Winfield Mount Union's going to uh, what I would say is a much improved uh, Columbus Community School Wildcats. Uh, they just coming off of a big win. 
yeah, Coach Garia has a good program up there. He's building it up. Uh, we played them earlier earlier this season uh, and came away with a victory. Uh, and Winfield, where we talked about Coach Edwards and his boys over there, uh, right now they're just they're just rolling. So that'll be a tough one for the Wildcats uh, with uh, Winfield building towards the tournament. And then you you're playing Central Lee tonight at home, which is probably good for you. Yeah, it's senior night for us, so we're going to celebrate uh, Vincent Jones, who's set the school record last year, shooting 71% from the field. It's his uh, senior night celebration, along with Zach Smits, one of our senior captains. Uh, he's one of our first posts off the bench this year, and he's just having a tremendous senior year. And then we have the twins, Taylor and Tyler Sutton. Uh, great, great kids, had great football seasons, uh, and they round out our senior leadership that we are uh, – going to be celebrating in Central Lee tonight, along with Marco Cures, his second year out this year. Uh, just a great kid to have in the program. And so, yeah, tonight will be Central Lee. Uh, they're looking for their first win on the year. Uh, last year, it's kind of a, a flip. Last year, we were looking for our first win of the year in the conference, and we upset Central Lee. So we're looking to avoid that. We don't want to give them their first win, and we're going to look to uh, take care of business tonight against the Hawks from Central League. Well, once again, we're talking to Paul Kissel, the coach of the Waco Warriors. Uh, so uh, take us to the end of the season. What all is left on the schedule? Well, for us, we have a Thursday night game against Central League, senior night. And then the girls will have their shootout, which is a crossover between the North and the South Division of the Super Conference. And then we'll have our – crossover game on Saturday where they pair up the first place team who in the South is currently New London with the first place team in the North who's currently Winfield. And then they'll kind of, like I said, just go down from there. So we're right now in third or fourth place. Now I'll check that third place and we will cross over with Hillcrest Academy. So we will host Hillcrest uh, on Saturday night. And then next week we finish off our conference schedule with the, uh, Notre Dame Knights, always a tough matchup, and we'll go down to their place, which uh, we've had trouble with in the past. So we're looking to clear up some history there and uh, have, a, have a sweep of the Knights this year. Well, you know, sometimes I worry about a team with a really good record, but maybe don't have a very good conference, and maybe they're not uh, tough enough for the playoffs. But uh, you guys do, you know, I mean, that's not going to be a problem for any of the teams in your conference because every night it's a bloodbath, isn't it? No, like I said, when you have good coaches and good programs, uh, there's always that tradition uh, that you're going to have good games every night. And that's one of the things we've been blessed with here in the Super Conference. Uh, and next year, we're moving back to the north after six years in the south. So that'll be a little transition for us. But like you said, the competition will be high in either either side of the division. So. Uh, we're looking forward to the move and looking forward to finish up our last year here in the South Division of the Super Conference. We just got a couple minutes. Is there anything left you want to say that we haven't talked about yet? Well, like I said, we've talked about the community. We've talked about some of our players. Uh, we also are blessed with uh, really good coaches here at Waco. Uh, my assistant, Jeff McGowan, coached during the uh, Settles-Edwards era in the 90s over in Winfield, uh, and then he took over their program after Coach Kelker left. Uh, so he's a head coach with a lot of experience, and he's my uh, varsity assistant here at Waco and does a tremendous job with our post. Uh, we have former Waco 
uh, athlete, Chase Roth. Uh, he's our head JV coach, and they're having a great season this year also. Uh, we were trying to figure out the records <laughs> the other night on the bus ride down, and it's above 500, which is uh, pretty good in our conference. And so they're having a great season under his direction. And then Jason Sutton assists him at the JV level and the varsity level. Uh, and so he's doing a great job. So we have three great assistant coaches that are helping build this program and uh, turn these young men into fine basketball players. So Waco is uh, really blessed with that. Well, we've been really blessed with the quality of teams. And uh, I wanted to mention Corwin Henshaw, Henshaw Trailer Sales here in Richland, Iowa. If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be getting all this. So uh, without his sponsorship, we wouldn't be able to cover high school basketball in the way we are. And I feel like we've taken the high school coverage in Southeast Iowa from maybe the worst in the state to what I'd like to think is maybe the best in the state, especially when we get the cooperation of coaches like you that could give us the kind of information that you just don't get anywhere else. I really appreciate your time, Coach, and uh, thanks for being on our program with us. No, thanks for letting me talk about Waco Warrior Basketball. It's always great to talk about our kids and the program. Uh, we got great community support, and you know, you're just an example of that in the southeast Iowa area. Well, if I tell people about Iowa is that the kids are the most important thing to everybody in Iowa. That is the, the highest priority uh, of every person seems like lives here. So uh, the support for our, our kids and, and all the way through high school and then on, on beyond is uh, it is tremendous. Well, thanks for being with us and I hope you'll uh, uh, be available as the playoffs come because we want to get some more coverage of these matchups and, uh, uh, try to, you know, my goal is to give the best coverage uh, uh, in the state. So, uh, and you give us a lot to work with. We sure appreciate your time. No, thank you. Like I said, it's always fun talking basketball. All right. If you need a, if you need a horse trailer, you need to move your cattle, you need an enclosed trailer, you need to move your equipment from job to job, whatever your trailer needs, you need a enclosed trailer, talk to Corwin Henshaw. He's, he'll have you covered. Almost 50 years running the business by himself. Decades and decades. His dad had it before him. And he can get you what you need in these troubled times. Thank you very much. And we're out. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast. As Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents high school basketball in southeast Iowa. If you need to move your cattle or if you need an enclosed trailer or a dump trailer, uh, you've got a stock trailer, a horse trailer, whatever your trailer needs are, Corwin Henshaw of Henshaw, Iowa, has your is the solution to your problems. Anyway, we have another great guest, the coach of the Minneapolis Bulldogs, uh, John Worrell is here with us. Uh, welcome to the program, or Greg Worrell. Welcome to the program, Greg. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Oh, well, so uh, exciting season. Give us a little... Uh, Give us a little uh, uh, kind of synopsis of how the season's gone for so far. Well, we um, we started out the year of practice, you know, like everybody else did back in November. And then after about a week and a half, we had some uh, – hit some snags. We uh, – our leading scorer returning, sprained his ankle horribly and didn't play before Christmas. And then shortly after that, our point guard, who's our second leading scorer, he kind of – hit a wall and had a bad back injury. And then our third leading scorer has had some health problems and hasn't played all year. So 
you know, we, we fought through that the first half of the season and we're seven and two at Christmas. And then after Christmas, we got two of them back and got a little healthy and started, you know, we've, uh, we're 13 and five overall right now. We're 10 or 12 and two in our league. Um, both our losses in the league are to Winfield. Um, and first time we played them, of course, we were shorthand. The second time we played them, we were with everybody, and they're they're a really nice team. They've got nice group of athletes, and their their guards really stepped up big that second game and came out and hit some shots early in the game, and really just they were they were difficult to guard. So, um, other than that, you know, we played Waplow and Hillcrest, and had a had a couple tough games against Waplow and. Couple tough games against Hillcrest, and then Pekin we played once. We still have to play them yet on Monday. Um, so, been a pretty good year so far. Well, I might come see you on Monday. I think my grandson's doing the jump rope thing. They rescheduled it for Monday. That's a big event. You're going to have a big crowd. They, they, they. That, that's a good show. I'm going to tell you, that's a good show. Everywhere that does that, we we do that every once in a while here too. And I tell you what, it brings out a lot of people, but. Uh, watching those young kids jump was pretty impressive. Well, it's what it's all about. So you, you had this great season so far. Uh, you know, who 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 do you play next? Uh, we have a game tonight, actually. We play the crossover game for the Super Conference shootout. Um, we play the opener at New London against uh, – we play Danville tonight. And uh, so we matched up against them in the shootout last year. Uh, they came out, and we had a had a barn burner of a game at our place. And, uh, we lost on the last second bucket last year to them. So um, they're they're a really talented team. They've got some nice athletes, and they shoot the ball well, and they play really good defense. So I expect a really tough test tonight. Yeah, the, all the teams around here. I just like to talk about how how outstanding the talent is in Southeast Iowa, and how strong these teams are, and how well all of them are coached. There's, there's a lot of good basketball around here this year. You know, there's some, been some years where it's been down a little bit, but, you know, like you see a lot of good teams that are, you know, you got some good records and then you got some great records, but you got some teams that are 500 or below 500 that are tough basketball teams. So night in, night out, it's it's, it's a war out there a little bit to, to get the victory. Um, you know, on our side, you know, we, we've got five or six teams up there that are battling for the top – top five positions and then you go down south and you have in, in, in the conference you have uh you have new london you have west burlington you have danville you have waco you have uh cardinal i mean there's just some good basketball there and then we've kind of crossed over and played outside our outside our conference we played a an eddieville team that's really talented um and then, you know, we played Mount Pleasant and Mount Pleasant, you know, their their record's not gonna show up, but Coach Rawson's got a nice team. They're athletic and Well, look at the division they're in. Or the Yeah. I mean, holy cow. I yeah. mean, Fairfield, they're about as good a team as, as with their record in the state, I would have to say. Yeah, I haven't seen them play. I've seen I you know, I've 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 watched a little bit of Washington, I've watched a little bit of of uh Fort Madison and and uh, you just got some good basketball down here. Right Burlington's now. really strong. Winfield yep. Mount Union's really strong. Danville, like you mentioned, New London, Waco, Sigourney. I mean, uh, schools like Pekin, you know, they're tough too. Uh, yeah. 
this Columbus uh, Junction team, they, they're making a lot of improvements. They won a big game the other night. I mean. They've it, improved a ton. Coach, Coach does a great job with them. Yeah, it's a tough slug out there. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, every I mean, night. So uh, what's the what's so where are you at in the playoffs? Tell tell us have, do you know your opponent yet or? We do. We play um, Van Buren on Monday the fourteenth, and we're at West Burlington. We'll play the opener at uh, six thirty. So is and, it like all neutral sites for this tournament, or how does that work? No, no. The first round actually. Uh, so. Coaches got together and seated the seated the tops our, our six people in our district, and then we make a suggestion where to where to host, and usually it works through its way. And so, like first round for us is at the higher seed. So West Burlington is the three seed, and uh, they're going to host two games there on Monday. Oh, and then winners of those games, like if we win, we go to uh, we go to Mid Prairie. And if West Burlington plays uh, Central East, so the winner of that one goes to Cardinal. So yeah, so could you, if you could, just go over the the teams in the two A and and what you know about where they're playing. All right. Well, our top seed was Mid Prairie, um, big, strong, athletic. They're not ranked number two for a reason. I mean, they are really, really good. They uh they got a lot of talent. They shoot the ball well. They they're physical. Um, very tough matchup. For anybody, I think you know that. I think that that's a team that can. It's going to be a tough matchup. So then you got the number two seed is Cardinal, uh, senior team. We played them a couple years ago, and they shoot the ball well. Um, they're well coached. Uh, he does a great job down there. Uh, they play very fundamental and strong basketball, and they're they're a good team. And then three seed, of course, was West Burlington. Um, they, they've got a nice team. Uh, they're young. Uh, they got a young point guard and another young kid. They got two freshmen to come play quite a few minutes, and they got some older kids to blend in. So that conference over there in the south is is a war. So they'll be tested. And, and, and you know, we play Van Buren, uh, and Van Buren has won four games. But <clears throat> don't look past them because they just beat they just beat West Burlington. Uh, Tuesday night, so uh, they got the Manning kid. That's he's an outstanding basketball player. He's just, he's he's really good. So he can score and he's tough to guard. So it'll well, be and then Police, the other team in the matchup, they play West Burlington. So so tell me about your players. Who, what kind of players you got over there, and uh, uh, who do you think maybe could help some college team uh, in the future win some games? Maybe not even, in, but not just in basketball. Maybe you got yeah. a baseball player, a football player, you know, that they can. Right. Right. I, you know, I've got uh, my big guy inside is Cole Lipper. Um, he's a big, strong kid. Uh, he's uh, upped his game a little bit. He can shoot the ball a little more this year with distance. He's strong inside. He's uh, fantastically fast. I mean, he's. He gets out and runs the floor well and beats most big guys down the court. Um, he's a kid, I think, that has some uh, aspirations of playing college sports at the next level. Uh, football tight end, uh, defensive end. He's a, he's a force on the football field, too. Uh, my point guard, uh, 
Ben Egan. He's these two guys are just juniors. Um, he's uh, shooting the ball about forty five percent from the three point line. You know, I think he has some aspirations of maybe wanting to play some college sports. He's a uh, he's the quarterback on the football team. He's a leader. He's he's one of those guys that takes charge and does good things. And he's uh he stepped his game up this year too. So and then I got this uh, not. I, I think he's decided against playing some college football, but he was thinking about it would be Salick, Kyle Salick, or Caden Salick. Kyle be his uncle. Man, that's a that's a bad miscue. But Caden's uh, a w- wonderful athlete. I mean, super fast, uh, good kick returner, good receiver in football for him, slash running back, and then he played D-back, and then he's a, for me, he's a wing slash big guy. I kind of play him in three and four spots. Um super athlete uh can jump out of the gym uh and he had think he thought about playing some college football at the division three level i think he's just gonna settle and go to iowa and be you know focus on his studies he's a great kid I, I got some really good kids you know so well we're talking to greg worrell head coach of minneapolis having an outstanding season getting ready to put his team into the playoffs uh what conference is it that you're in we're in the Southeast Iowa Super Conference. We're in the uh, North Division right now. Okay. So talk about some of the outstanding players in that conference. Oh, well, you know, you start off with a kid from Wapolo, and if you haven't seen him play, he's uh, he's a go-to guy. He's he's going to go to Upper Iowa. His name's Maddox Griffin. Um, he's very talented, um, but he's kind of a do-it-all guy. You know, he can – he can score. He can take you off the dribble. He can shoot the three. But he's really good at playing defense. He's a great rebounder. Um, he almost, as, as a guard, he's their point guard, he almost averages a double-double. He's about 6'2". Uh, really good player. Then you go, uh, you know, you got the two kids from Winfield, of course. You've heard about the Buffington and the Edwards. And uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, the second time we played, uh, the Buffington kid took over. and. He he impressed me, you know. As one of the, I'd say one of the top five basketball players I've seen in my 30, 28 years here at Minneapolis. He's just tough, and the Edwards kid is. You wouldn't expect anything less. He's a coach's son. He's really really intelligent on the court. Good rebounder. Uh, good hands. Good good in the post. Uh, just a great solid fundamental basketball player that just has some court savvy. And then you go up. Up north, you might see the kid from Hillcrest. You know, he's the Bender kid. Oh, yeah. That Hillcrest is good. Yeah, they're a nice team. They're a nice team. They're, they've uh, they've put together a great season. Dwight does a good job with them. Um, he's dealt with some injuries and stuff, and but he's, he's put together a nice team. Yeah, what a bunch of coaches you guys are. I bet you guys are a real kind of a fellowship, aren't you? Listen, I, I'm going to tell you. The guys I coach against in the north in the north division, the Southeast Iowa Super Conference, are are uh, good men. They are good to talk to. Um, you need something, you call them, you ask them. They're helpful, you know. They, you know, they're guys you just want to sit down and talk basketball with, or just sit down and have a conversation about life with. There you go. I mean, that's that's some of the things we do before games. You know that. You know, we all know each other pretty well, and uh, so. Yeah, and, you know, moving to the south, I know quite a few of those guys, too, so I don't foresee anything 
change in there. So, so yeah, these conferences are moving around. Sometimes I have a hard time keeping up with it. Uh, well, uh, Coach, it's been great talking to you. Is there anything that we haven't covered? No, I don't think so. Well, sure, good to talk to you. Uh, promise me we can get back with you as this playoff action goes. And congratulations on such a great season, and thank you for being a part of our program. Well, Dave, thanks thanks for putting it on. I mean, it's it's nice when people promote basketball in Southeast Iowa. And it's you do a good job of it and getting out there and talking about kids, and that's what this sport's about, you know. Well, you know, uh, my goal is that maybe some kid that, that's got the talent. Like, I've heard a lot about this kid in uh, 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 Wapolo. Uh, some kid, maybe maybe there's some kid, maybe it's a Hunter Hughes or something there in uh, uh, Waco that's just maybe somebody would overlooked or somebody hadn't heard about, that maybe they hear about it from my program or something, and some young man gets a chance to, I don't know, play baseball or or play football or, or basketball at the college level and helps him so he can afford an education. Wouldn't that be something? It is. It is. You know, I've got one of my own playing basketball in college. So, well, I'm, I, I just, I hope, I hope we can, we can get that done and uh, we sure appreciate your time and good luck in the playoffs. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Welcome back to round guy. The podcast is Henshaw trailer sales presents high school basketball in southeast iowa we are on the phone with mid-prairie basketball coach of the undefeated golden hawks darren lambert welcome to the program darren thanks for having me on we appreciate the coverage well uh it's it would be you know impressive for anyone at any conference to be undefeated at this point in the season but as strong as the basketball is in southeast iowa it's even that much more impressive, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we're, we're pretty proud. Um, the, the kids have done great throughout the season, and uh, we had high expectations coming into the season, and, and they're holding themselves to those expectations. So just very pleased with how our guys have performed throughout this entire year so far. Well, uh, I'm very familiar with Mid-Prairie. Uh, I talked to Coach Cavanaugh during the football season. I've talked to your superintendent, and I, I, I've toured the facility you have one of the best schools, one of the best school districts anywhere in the, not in Iowa, but in the world. Uh, yeah. That practice yeah. thing, the building that you got, I don't know how you come off with the, the support. How is that support from the community related to the success on the basketball court? Yeah, you know, it goes hand in hand. Um, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to work here. Um, I've been here six years and, and loved every year. Um, you know, as far as just the community support that you touch on, um, you can see it when you come to our home games. Um, we've had some tremendous crowds, and I also coach football, and, and it's the same thing there. You know, people love their Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks. Um, we're just proud to represent them. I mean, and they put so much into the school district. And then also a teacher, you feel the same way as a teacher. So just overall, um, truly blessed to be able to be a part of the community and represent the community um, night in and night out. And, and like you said, um, and I'm biased, but I think it's the best place around. And uh, we're pretty blessed to be here. So I'm just proud to represent and wear that mid-prayer across our chest. Well, t tell us some of the some of the really outstanding teams that you've been able to uh, come out on top of, I guess. But who who are some of the really really challenging teams that you've played? 
Yeah, you know, we, we play in a tough conference, the River Valley. Um, we're split in the north and the south. Um, so night in, night out, you know, uh, records may be fooling. Everyone's got a great coaching staff and very competitive kids. Um, but, you know, some of the big ones throughout the season, um, I, I think to before Christmas break, we went up to Northeast Goose Lake. Um, you know, two-hour bus ride, go to their place. We we haven't won there before, and, and we uh, squeaked out a five-point win in overtime um, and had to to kind of go on the backs of some guys. Great shooting. Will Cavanaugh had 18 that night, and it was a point in the season where he's kind of turned his, his scoring on and, and become a threat from the perimeter. And um, then we turned around right before Christmas break, before that first half of the season ended, and went down to Kansas City and played – in the 12 courts of Christmas against Raytown South, a, a school that I used to coach at before mid Prairie. And um, it's a school of 1200 kids from the Kansas city area. Uh, just gave us a, a very unique matchup, very physical, just a different style of play. Um, you know, so that was not a conference opponent there. And then we come back um, right after Christmas break and we play the likes of Wilton, um, who I think only has about five losses on the season. Very competitive team in our half of the conference, followed up by West Branch. And then, um, you know, we've, we faced Williamsburg, who's in the top 10 in, in uh, Southeast Iowa school, having a tremendous season season under coach Noop there. And then we're able to knock them off 76, 71 at our place. And that was one of the more, um, you know, dynamic and exciting um, games I've ever been a part of. Just both crowds were, were jam packed and it was a fun night to be in that gym. And um, also saw Comanche, who's a, another top 10 school. Um, that kind of the same thing against Williamsburg, great atmosphere in the gym. And we're able to win that one by five points. Um, so, uh, I've seen the, the, some tough games. We've had some games where they've been easy. And then, um, we got Durant finish up this year and then another big one top 10 matchup with Monticello at our place. So, um, we've been challenged a lot. And, and so far, like you said, um, past those challenges so far and just continuing to, to do those little things to keep us in, uh, keep us getting W's and, and keeping that zero in the loss column. So very pleased with how we've uh, gone through this entire season here through the 19 games and, and still got plenty more to go and get uh, this postseason. So what do you have left this season before the playoffs starts? Yeah, so we go, uh, we, we're home uh, Tuesday and Friday. We have Durant, um, who's a South opponent conference in our River Valley Conference, um, faced them earlier this year and, and had some success against them. We had a great shooting night. Um, but as always, we, what we say is, you know, the target gets bigger on your back and, and teams want to teams want to come get you. So we got to be prepared for that one on Tuesday. And then Friday, like I mentioned, we have a top 10 matchup with Monticello, who's having a tremendous season and has only had um, two losses so far. And then they've been in that one spot, two spot, three spot, four spot. So they're, they're hovering around there right in the, in the top 10, the entire season, the state tournament team last year. Um, and they have the aspirations to do it again. So we'll cap the season off with a pretty tough one uh, to get us ready for those districts. So uh, who do you got in the first round of the playoffs? Um, we're st still waiting on that. So we uh, actually get the bye as the one seed in our district, and we'll play the winner of Van Buren County or uh, Mediapolis. Um, so most of the teams in our district or all the teams in our district are um, from the south and, and in the same conference, and we're kind of the outlier there. Um, and 
and they're very familiar with themselves and each other because they're in the same conference. And so we'll have to do a little digging when the time comes and, and see where we can get some film and, and uh, get prepared for them. So we'll wait and see how that plays out between Van Buren and, and Mediapolis and, and then uh, go from there. Yeah, Mediapolis is a pretty tough team for a first round, wouldn't that be? Yeah, you know, um, we've actually played them in the past. Um, it's been a few years now since we had a couple conference schools. We've had to drop some of our non-conference games, but we've had some great battles um, at their place and at our place. So, um, you know, I know they do a great job down there, and they're pretty proud of the program that they've built up. So, um, as anything, in, in district time, everyone's fighting to, to play one more game. So, no matter who you get or what their record is, it's always going to be a tough matchup. Yeah. And like these teams around here, pretty seasoned. They've all faced the big, you know, just like you, you know, that they faced the competition. That competition, though, that you've you've gone through this season, that's what's going to pay off when you get into the playoffs. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's we we've been tested, that's for sure, and 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 we've passed. So um, those are valuable lessons that we've seen through our competition throughout the year. Well, tell our listeners about some of your players uh, and then maybe some of the other players in the conference that uh, you think maybe should deserve a little mention about their talents. Yeah, you know, so um, we're, we're blessed. we got five seniors, and they've they've been playing together since third, fourth grade. And you mentioned interviewing Coach Cavanaugh, and his son is on our team, and Coach Cavanaugh and, um, was one of their AAU coaches, Mark Pennington, Kurt Jones. So um, we've, we've got a few dads that have done a great job of growing them through until they got to middle school and were coached by middle school coaches. And so our five seniors are Will Cavanaugh, um, who's a guard for us, averaging – um, around seven points, eight points a game. He's kind of our three-point threat, um, does a great job of defending the other teams, usually the best player because he presents some length, and he's just very disciplined in what he does. He was our quarterback for football, so just a great leader. Another senior that we have is Jack Pennington, um, a senior point guard who averages seven points. Um, he averages just under four assists a game, and, and he does a great job of just leading on the court. You know, you have to have that coach on the floor to get guys in the right spots um, and, and guys into the offense, and he does a tremendous job of that. Um, our other senior, Carter Harmson, who's a returning third-team All-State player, um, he's our he's our guy when it comes to getting points and, and the guy that teams have to prepare for. Um, he's averaging 20 points per game um, and, and gets eight rebounds a game and, and just a very dynamic athlete, very strong, and, and can present some matchup problems. And he's a guy that he can play spots one through five and he can guard spots one through five. So um, because of his versatility, we can change how we look, um, you know, in the pregame or during a game if we need to make adjustments. And then a guy who comes off the bench for us, Justice Jones, um, he's not worried about getting points. Um, he's our all-state middle linebacker for football who plays who plays basketball, but he brings that mindset of toughness and grit. Um, and he comes in off the bench for us, and he'll get rebounds. He'll get steals. Um, he, he's just that, that toughness player that every team needs, that when they come in, they're going to affect the game. Um, and then our last senior here is Ethan Koss. Um, averages right at 10 points a game, um, six points, or excuse me, six rebounds a game. Um, just very steady for us, very disciplined, both on the offense and defensive end, and does a great job of just letting the game come to him. Um, so, you know, we got five seniors that have seen a lot. They've had a lot of success, and they're very confident in each other. 
but the thing that leads us is those guys and they hold each other accountable and hold the rest of the program accountable. Um, so it's very common when we get into a timeout, those guys are already, you know, telling each other what they need to fix before I can even get a word in, which is exactly what you want as a coach. Um, you know, because when, when teams are led by the players, that's going to put you in good spots. And then a couple other guys that are in our eight man mix, Alex Bean's a starter for us. I'm um, another great three point shooter, um, eight points per game. But the thing that he's done well with is if his three point shot isn't falling, he tries to find other ways to affect the game. And then we have Cameron Pickard, a junior who's another guard, um, averages just under four points a game does a great job of spelling some of our guards and handling the basketball. He's one of those guys that this is his first year of varsity and he's getting some great, um, great minutes for us um, and expect big things from him in the future. And then Sean Dodds works into the mix as our, our post player. Um, he came back from an injury. So this is his first basketball season as a junior since his freshman year. And he's slowly getting back in the mix, but great size and athleticism and can present um, a defensive matchup problem for other teams because of his length and, and his strength that he possesses. So um, we go about eight guys, um, five seniors, and then, and then three underclassmen and juniors. And almost all of those guys, um, 90% of them played last year. So they've seen a lot been through a lot and and they lead us throughout this entire season well the, it's a, so what about some of the other players in the conference that you think are good yeah you know we um we played last night against west branch and they had a a very good garden a holden Arneman, um from west branch um he's only a sophomore but does a great job for them um he's he's really evolved his scoring um, and just his overall control over the game. And he presented a matchup problem for us last night. Um, but, you know, we adjusted and found a way to, to get by with that one. Uh, a couple other guys that we see a lot on the South, you you have the Kirkman kid out of Wilton. That's a, a about 6'7", um, but he can handle the basketball. Another long athlete that can run the floor, play inside and out. Um, and we just saw them last Tuesday. And then you got some guys in the North half that we've seen Comanche has got a nice um, wing player in the Dunlap kid and um, another tall six, seven kid with the wit kid. And, and there's a couple other guys up there in the North that have presented matchup problems. Um, Anamosa has a Wilt kid, who I think scored 40 points um, earlier this year and, and eclipsed the thousand point mark. And, um, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of other guys that I'm forgetting, um, but our conference has each team has a guy, if not two guys that uh, present matchup problems or, or you really have to focus in uh, to make sure that you can't let those guys um, go off on you night in, night out. So, um, you know, it's it, like I said, it's good teams have to have good players. And we have a lot of good teams in our conference, along with a lot of good players. So, um, you know, it's, it's very competitive night in, night out. When you played Goose Lake, did they have that quarterback, that freshman quarterback that they had when they played us in the playoffs? Yeah, they they had they had three guys. Um, you know, two two uh, long ones. I always remember numbers, number four and number five, and and their last names aren't popping in my head right now. But great players, and then the quarterback, um, who's just a freshman. He's a very quick guard, and then the two other players can go inside and out with their length. They're both about 6'4", uh, very dynamic, and it's very realistic that we could see those guys on the other side of, of the sub-state matchup if we can 
um, get it out of our district. They have an opportunity to get it out of theirs, and, and we would have to see one of them again or could possibly be Comanche um, or even Wilton over there. So that's a tough district on the other side that we'll have to match up with. And, um, yeah, Northeast had a few guys, and they they were able to knock off Monticello just uh, last week, so or this week, Tuesday, I believe. So um, they're playing well right now. So when do the playoffs start? Yeah, so the first round um, will be the 14th of February. And like I said, we, um, because of our seed, uh, we we will have a first round by. So our first game will actually be uh, February 17th, which would be technically round two, but our first matchup there. And, um, so, you know, looking forward to it. It's going to be, there's a lot of great matchups, um, you know, and so we'll have to go out and do a little bit of scouting to get prepared for our second round game there and, and looking forward to it. So how many games do you have to win to get to Wells Fargo? We will need to win three. So we will win, need to win our, our uh, game on the 17th, which would be round two. And then we would have to finish off the district in the district final and then match up um, with the neighboring district at Substate to to get to Des Moines. Well, we've been talking to, to Mid-Prairie uh, Golden Hawk coach Darren Lambert, uh, uh, on the Henshaw Trailer Sales uh, High School Basketball in Southeast Iowa. Uh, you've been a tremendous guest. Uh, is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to, to mention? No, I just uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to to give our program um, some some notoriety and, and interviewing us today. And, um, you know, we've been been on the news and, and on the radio and in the newspaper. It's just exciting to have these kids um Get, get some light here because they've put in a lot of work and, and we say success is earned. It's not given. And these kids have done a great job. And, and so we just appreciate the coverage that you guys have provided us. Well, what's, what's been a blessing for us is to have so many strong teams. I mean, we have, you know, maybe the number one and two teams in three a uh, and in the same conference. I mean, geez, if you got six or seven wins in that conference, you were a great basketball <laughs> team. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's very competitive. And, you got you, and you there at two A. Uh, Cardinals really good. Meepo's really good. Uh, Wapolo's really good. Uh, and then you probably got eight of the top twenty teams in A, in one A, uh, in right in southeast Iowa with Winfield and Waco and and uh, Sigourney and uh, just go and New London and just go on and on and on. It, it's been it's been a joy to cover you. And uh, if you can help us out with some. Uh, coverage as we get into the playoffs because I'm going to try and do I'm going to try to bring uh, the the best coverage anyone puts out on uh, high school basketball uh, during the playoffs so uh, good luck in the playoffs and uh, keep keep us informed and uh, we'll we'll keep uh, keep letting everybody know how great you are uh, we appreciate it, and hopefully you guys can be uh, talking about us well into March. We, we it means we're doing good things, so we appreciate it. Well, you you know what? I don't care if you you win the state championship or you're out in the first round. Everybody in Southeast Iowa is very proud of you, and uh, that, and we hear so much about your team from everybody we're talking to, and all the other coaches admire you too. So, thanks for all you've already done. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank you. The kids are very deserving. We're very proud of them here. All right. Well, this has been a, uh, another episode of uh, High School Basketball in Southeast Iowa. If you need a trailer, if you need a stock trailer, if you need your cattle moved, you need a horse trailer, you need a 
you need a low trailer or you need an enclosed trailer, you got to move equipment, Henshaw Trailer Sales, talk to Corin Henshaw, Richland, Iowa. Thank you, guys. Another great episode, and we're out. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, as we continue, as Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa presents high school basketball in southeast Iowa, and boy, do we have a treat for you today. We're on the phone with the number one state-ranked Fort Madison Bulldogs coach, Ryan Wilson. Welcome to the program, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, man, you're, you, what a game last night. Let's get into, into that uh, right off the bat. Uh, how, how about these Trojans? They really came to play, didn't they? Yeah, they were ready for us. Uh, came out, played hard, and we had a back-and-forth battle there in the first quarter and ended up tied 14 at the end of the first. And then uh, Fairfield went on a run to start to the second quarter. I think they were up as many as five or six. And then we ended the second quarter, I think, on an 11-2 run. Uh, went into half up three. And then um, second half was a dogfight. You know, we uh, – Made some changes at halftime and talked about a few things. And uh, again, give credit to Fairfield. You know, they played hard and they uh, they, they brought their A game and were ready for us and and uh, you know gave us a battle. And um, you know, last year at their place, we lost at the buzzer on a JJ Lane three pointer. And uh, um, I thought that was going to happen again last night when that ball went up uh, right at the end. And I'm pretty sure my eyes were as big as golf balls watching that ball in the air and hoping like heck it wouldn't go in. Sure enough, it came up short and. Were you able to escape uh, the, the Fairfield gym with a win? I thought your team was mentally tough last night. Did you? Yeah, these guys are really tough guys. They're, they're you know, they're prepared. They've, they've been doing this for a long time, and they love it. You know, this this group of seniors here at Fort Madison, um, not just the basketball players, but the entire class, are, are a special group. And you go back and look at what uh, Fort Madison Sports has done over the last year or two, and a lot of the credit goes to the senior group. And, and you know, they've been to state track meets, and they've played high-level baseball games, and they've played some playoff football games. And uh, their mentality and their physical, their physicality and their uh, mental toughness in these situations um, is, is very special and unique. And, and uh, you know, they hold their composure, and they, they don't panic, and, and they, I think they – as, as the crowd gets into it more and the student sections become rowdy, I think they just, uh, you know, they feed off of that and play harder. So it's, it's, a, it's a fun group. Yeah, so I think Fairfield's going to set up a nightmare scenario for somebody in the playoffs. Do you? Oh, they very well could. Yeah, like, you know, they have some pieces. You know, with Max on the inside that can play inside, outside, and rebound like crazy with J.J. Lane and his ball handling capabilities and skills and knockdown shots and then, uh, you got someone like Kate Allen who can do some things uh, as well, and, and and you know when you have three guys like that, uh, you know you you you're you're dangerous when it comes to postseason for sure. Well, we're talking uh, to the head coach of the number one ranked Fort Madison uh, Bloodhounds. How's uh so? Tell us a little bit about your undefeated season so far. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a fun ride here so far. Um, you know, started off our season with the conference game uh, home against Mount Pleasant, which was a dog fight, uh, two point victory there, and, and then we hosted Fairfield after that, and you know, played some conference games, and then uh, we went on the road, uh, went down to Quincy and played at uh, John Wood Community College and their ball on the River Shootout, played South Shelby, Missouri, uh, down there, um, and uh, then we here in January we've hit a lot of uh, Southeast Iowa teams. 
um, Mount Pleasant for the second time, Central Lee, Holy Trinity. And uh, our, our first game with Burlington was supposed to be on the 14th of January. That got postponed due to the snowstorm that came in. And we'll see them here a couple times over the uh, next couple game or next couple weeks but um yeah it's been it's been a tough schedule we've you know we played up or we played washington at home december 21st and which was a great game um you know it's always nice to to get those wins at home and uh, we got to turn around and go on the road and beat them or hopefully uh, beat them uh, at their place here in a couple weeks but um yeah we got a we got a stretch of games to go yet and it's been fun so far but talk about the conference because it seems pretty strong. Fairfield seems to really be coming on. Mount Pleasant's got a solid team. Washington's excellent. Burlington looks like they they're a formidable team too. Well, as the old coaches say, we want to be playing our best basketball come postseason, come uh, you know mid February, and, and that's what everybody's gearing up to do. And in our conference, it's a tough one. I mean, you look, throw the records out. Uh, you know, it's a tough conference. Uh, like I said, we haven't seen Burlington yet. We'll see them twice here in the next ten days. And then um, we played Washington once, and, and uh, Washington and Burlington actually play each other tonight in Washington, so it'll be fun to be able to sit at home and kind of kick back and watch that basketball game. I'm sure that'll be high-scoring and fast-paced. So, um, you know, Burlington, Washington, uh, to Fairfield and the things they've done, uh, Mount Pleasant, and then uh, Keokuk as well. So a lot of good basketball here in the Southeast Conference this year. Well, it seemed like you had a pretty good following uh, from your – you're uh, from Fort Madison that came over to see the game. There's a lot of folks there from Fairfield. The crowd seemed pretty loud, and uh, uh, that was just a fantastic night of basketball. But I was able to watch it at home uh, on YouTube. Uh, so tell uh, tell our listeners some ways to follow your number one ranked team. Yeah, so various schools we play at and things. They'll, they'll stream our games on YouTube. Like last night, Fairfield had it on their YouTube page. When we play at home on Saturday, it'll be on the Fort Madison Bloodhound Sports YouTube page. Um, that's probably the best way to watch all of our games live other than coming in person. Uh, we are on Twitter. You can find Fort Madison Boys Basketball on Twitter. Our, our handle is at FM underscore boys underscore b-ball. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter. We tweet out quite a bit there, our scores, and just things going on in our program. And then uh, on Facebook, uh, I might be the longest Facebook handle name or username or whatever there is out there. Uh, I think it's Fort Madison, Iowa, Bloodhound, Boys Basketball. Uh, so you can follow us on both those uh, uh, sites, social media places to, uh, to kind of see what's going on in Fort Madison, Boys Basketball. Well, I don't know how many people were at the game, and I don't know how many people listened on the radio, but there were 622 people watching it on YouTube just on the Fairfield channel. So That's awesome. So yeah, it was awesome. yeah, it was a big game, and people – People really are interested in, in what's going on. So t talk about, uh, we talked about some of the really outstanding Fairfield players. Tell us about some of the other uh, outstanding players in the conference or maybe some other other teams that you played uh, that you think deserve some mention. Yeah, uh, you know, our conference, I think, has really good basketball players. Um, you know, we returned Dayton Davis. He's a four-year starter and a senior for us. Him and Amarion Davis from Burlington were the co-conference players of the year last year, uh, both in their senior years this year. Uh, real athletic guys, rebound, score, inside, outside, um, and, and their defense, I think, is what makes those two guys really special. As mentioned, Max Wheaton, you know, he's averaging over 20 points a game. I think he's right around 10 rebounds a game. Uh, he shoots a three pretty well. I think he's over 40% on the season. Uh, you know, Mount Pleasant, Dewan Trent, is a, is a nice player there. He's been a two-year starter um, down there in that program, plays really hard and real crafty and shifty and, 
And then uh, you look at uh, Washington High School and Case and Bailey and Ethan Patterson, probably two of the uh, funnest guys to watch because you don't know when they're going to shoot or where they're going to shoot from. And, and they play hard and they love to step back. And, uh, you know, they lead their team there at Washington. Um, and then uh, Kia Cuck has a couple nice players. And MJ Davis, he's been starting there for a couple years. He's real nice, real shifty, uh, talented athlete. Uh, Kia Cuck, and then, uh, you know, going back to us here for Madison, I think Miles Deer's a name we got to throw in there for sure. He's having one heck of a season. He scored 23 last night, probably had four or five assists, and, uh, uh, you know, being a, a, a real good leader and one of, the, one of the better point guards here in Southeast Iowa. But outside of our conference, uh, yeah, we played against some really good players. We uh, It wasn't a game, but it was a scrimmage. We went up to New London on uh, New Year's Eve morning and scrimmage New London. Uh, Mason Porter, Kate Benjamin. Uh, two phenomenal players that are uh, they're on the Iowa Barnstormers uh, AAU circuit. Go play with them. They're getting a lot of recognition and stuff. So uh, players like that we played against. Uh, trying to think of some of our non-conference games. Uh, we played, you know, a couple of Illinois schools. We played a Missouri school and things like that. But uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of good basketball uh, here in Southeast Iowa. You know, we don't see Waco or Winfield by Union. They've got two guys, you know, some guys up there that are really good. But, uh, you know, basketball in Southeast Iowa in general, I think, is, is really strong right now. It's outstanding. Uh, let's, let's delve in a little bit about the Missouri and the Illinois teams. I don't know that a lot of, uh, a lot of teams uh, play out-of-state games, but how does that uh, – that seems like a really good opportunity to make your team better and see different brands of basketball. Oh, it's definitely different brands of basketball for sure. Uh, Illinois and Missouri allow a lot more uh, physical basketball games, and uh, that's some things that we have to adjust to when we go play there. Um, we went down to uh, John Wood and played, and then we're going to go back down to Quincy and play in the KHQA a super fan shootout at Quincy Notre Dame High School on February 5th. But uh, the other night at Clark County uh, was, was definitely a, a different environment for us. You know, they, they allow a little more grabbing and hand-checking and holding as our guys are driving to the basket. So, you know, our guys have to adjust to that. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, in Illinois they get to play, you know, 30 games because they can play over the uh, Christmas break and over the uh, over Thanksgiving. And they can have shootouts and tournaments and things like that. So they play a lot more basketball throughout their season uh, than we do here in Iowa. But, uh, yeah, they always test us, and it's, it's always good to go play uh, uh, on the other side of the border. Well, let's talk a little bit about this event that was that you're going to play in Quincy. My uh, partner, Scotty Melvin, says that's a big deal. States and they had basketball all night. You know, they had four or five basketball games on Friday night, and then they had a whole lineup of games starting at 9 a.m. on Saturday. And they're bringing in the top uh, athletes, the top basketball teams, the guys that are going to your Duke in North Carolina, uh, Florida, Kentucky. Um, they're bringing in teams like that, and that's all in fight. And uh, obviously, you got to have some really special players and really special basketball programs. Uh, Iowa City West actually went down there and played this year. Uh, against a team, I'm not sure who they were exactly, but uh, they went down and played. And, and you know, we know how good Iowa City West is here in Iowa, but uh, I think they end up losing by 20. So that one there is really, really big, and it's only I think three or four years old. The one that we're going to play in on February 5th is also an invite only. We got into that back in 2014, 2015 for the first time. Uh, John Schmitz was the head coach here for Madison, and uh, Miles Winsey. Uh, was uh, was coming through and up, and we had a really good team back then. And, and then they invited us back this year with a group of seniors, and 
uh, just it's an all-day ba- uh, Atlanta basketball. They run some things on Friday night, and then they'll start at 9 or 10 a.m. on Saturday, and they'll run basketball game after basketball game until the end of the night. Um, we'll play a West Central Illinois team uh, 3.30 that day, and then right after us will be a number one ranked uh, uh, school, Monroe City, um, from Missouri, which will play, I believe, a Liberty Illinois team. And so that will be right after us, which will be a, a real good battle to watch and a uh, game for us to stick around and watch and also learn a few things from. So, yeah, Quincy does spring things with these shootouts, and uh, hopefully someday here and I will we'll be able to do that stuff as well. Well, let's talk about this special group of players that has brought uh, brought this high ranking and all the attention uh, onto your school. Yeah, um, again, there, you know, we have seven seniors that, that lead our program right now and uh, playing and getting all of our minutes uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, and, and I think the thing about this group is not one of them is a is just a basketball player. They're multi-sport athletes uh, from you know, track to soccer, uh, baseball, football, uh, and all that stuff. So it's uh, it's a special group of players that we've got. Uh, you know, we look at our starting lineup with Miles Deer at the point guard. Uh, Landis Williams is another point guard or shooting guard uh, that we can put in there. Uh, Tate Johnson uh, and then Rayburn Turnbull and Dayton Davis, those are our starting five. And the thing about those five guys, they can do about anything and everything from defense to shooting to, to just being athletic and making our defense really tough uh, to go in and rebounding. And uh, they played together since uh, fourth or fifth grade, uh, and they, you know, playing AAU or going and playing in tournaments and things. And then we've got two guys that come off the bench, Philip Golder and Matt Hopper, uh, two really good athletes. Matt Hopper actually was starting early in the season and missed a couple games with sickness and I just haven't thrown it back in the starting lineup. But... You know, the thing about these seven guys, you know, Philip Goldie, he started last year. Um, Matt Hopper started this year. You know, any of those seven I honestly can put out there on a given night and be comfortable and understand that, they're, you know, they're going to understand what we need to do and they're going to bring that mentality and, and uh, you know, be ready to play every night. So it's, it's nice to have those guys. Uh, outside of our uh, top seven seniors, we, we you know, kind of go between sophomores and juniors. Uh, sophomores are probably our next guys off the bench with Wraith uh, Boating. And uh, Carson Rash are two young guys that can really shoot, play, and handle the ball well, and uh, uh, great kids in our program. Hunter Cresswell is an inside post player as a sophomore, a big kid. He's probably our best actual post player from uh, when he gets the ball to moves to scoring. Um, but a uh, kid that's going to be real fun to watch in the next couple of years as well. And then uh, our junior class, uh, Nathaniel Swigert actually got hurt last night in the JV game. He rolled his ankle, sprained it, or, or something. So hopefully he'll end up being okay. And then uh, Jordan Simpson and Nate Boyer, uh, they, you know, there's some role players, and they do a great job leading the bench and making sure our bench is engaged and get the crowd into games and things. So, um, and then lastly, we have a freshman that started dressing here probably a week or two ago with Julian Deer. So he'd be the younger brother to Miles Deer. And uh, Julian just does some really good things at our lower levels, and he's really stood out here early in the season. So uh, we gave him the opportunity to – to dress varsity and kind of get, gain that experience and hopes with those uh, juniors, sophomores, and freshmen uh, next year to, to fill his shoes with these seniors. Let me tell you, there are going to be some big shoes to fill. Well, here at Round Guy, the podcast, we kind of like to, you know, since basketball is a little different to cover than, than football, and we can't cover everything. It's not all on one day and at one time and everything's going on, but we do focus on rivalries, you know, like Waco and Winfield, and we were there for that, or, Sager and Kyoto, we were there for that. So 
you got a game coming up with Burlington. Tell me about the rivalry between Fort Madison and Burlington and basketball and football, bowling, whatever it is you guys are, you guys got to be going at each other just a little bit harder. Yep. No, Burlington's a rival for sure. Um, you know, again, you kind of go back and look at some things. You look back at our uh, baseball season this past summer. It came down to Fort Madison and Burlington to win the conference. Uh, unfortunately, Burlington uh, came out on top of the conference in that situation. Uh, this past fall, uh, both teams ended or entered uh, game nine of the season at five and three, and one team was going to win and go to the playoffs, and the other team was going to lose and go home. And uh, Burlington uh, won that game in a hard-fought battle as well. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a battle. Um, you know, last year we played them a home to a one-point game and uh, had a shot at the buzzer that just didn't fall to beat them. Uh, you know, so these next couple games with Burlington are going to be huge, and uh, – you know, we go up there on Monday night, and hopefully, you know, we bring a great student section and, and uh, fan base with us because uh, it's going to be loud and, and uh, uh, you know, real loud and just there'll be a lot of energy in the gym. And then uh, February 11th, they'll come back down to our place. That'll be a big night for us, it's senior night, teacher appreciation night, and things like that. So a couple big uh, battles on the line, and, uh, you know, they're, they're right behind us in conference and uh, along with Washington. So... Uh, rivalries are fun. You know, I would say probably our biggest rival though would be Keokuk. And uh, that's always been a big rival here in Lee County. But uh, between Keokuk and, and Burlington, I would say, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a rivalry between both schools. Well, I have uh, some scores that were from last night. If you know anything about them, uh, or if you don't, uh, looks like Louisa Muscatine beat Columbus last night, 33-27. to 27. Uh, Keota beat Colfax Mingo. 58 to 57, and then uh, this Fort Madison team seemed to beat Fairfield pretty tough fought game 57 to 40 54. Yeah, I you know, I honestly have not had a chance to uh, take a look at any of that stuff. Uh, we got home about 11 o'clock last night, and uh, I uh, uh, you know, watched TV for a minute and hit the bed, so I'll probably look into some of those scores and things today, but uh. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a full slate of basketball tonight here at Southeast Iowa as well. You bet. So before I let you go, uh, I'd like you to comment on another team in Southeast Iowa that's really having a season similar to yours, and that's uh, the Mid Prairie Go uh, Golden Hawks. Well, uh, you know, again, Mid Prairie is one of those programs I don't know a whole lot about. Uh, we're not in a conference. We're you know a couple different classes, and we're about 45 minutes to an hour away. So I don't know too much about them. I do know they're ranked, and they're having a really good season. They do play some similar opponents down here in Southeast Iowa, but uh, but again, uh, anything that uh, teams can do to get some recognition and, and uh, uh, you know get on the map for basketball in Southeast Iowa, you know, is, is awesome to see. And hopefully, between Mid Prairie and Danville Bears and uh, New London, uh, you know, all those teams that have been ranked or are ranked can continue to play hard, and we can get some of those teams to to attend state and make it to state and play up there and. And again, just kind of make it known here in Southeast Iowa that there's there's some really good basketball teams and players. Yeah, three A, two A, one A. I mean, there's we're got teams that are ranked all over the state, don't we? We do. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of them, and you know, really, Burlington's the only real four uh, A school. I shouldn't say real; they're, they're the only four A school in Southeast Iowa. Uh, next closest would be a Tumble, but but yeah, it's nice to see that across all the different levels, and and uh, you know, make some excitement uh, down here in the media. So uh, you got a, a kind of a tough stretch even yet. Uh, the team's got to face a lot of challenges to get to the end of the season. Uh, 
Well, and then uh, we'll have the playoffs after that. So uh, you feel like you got to grind to get to the to the end of the season? Yeah, you know, we're going to have a heck of a stretch. Um, Saturday we're home against Burlington Notre Dame. That'll be a tough game. They always give us fits for some reason. But uh, starting Monday the 31st, uh, we'll play uh, five of our last seven on the road. Uh, with, in that stretch, we'll be at Burlington. We'll be at Washington. Uh, go down to the Quincy Shootout. And then we'll meet Decora up at uh, Kirkwood Community College on the 8th. And Decora is currently ranked number 5 and 3A. So we'll play them at a neutral site. And then we'll come home on February 11th for Burlington and Senior Night. Muscatine will come down to Fort Madison that next day, Saturday the 12th. And then uh, we'll end our season, our regular season, on uh, on Saturday the – I'm sorry. Saturday the 12th we'll play Muscatine. And then we'll end our regular season on Tuesday the 15th up at uh, – or over at uh, Atumwa. So we've got a heck of a stretch, but these are the games that we'll need. Uh, to see where we're at, what we need to do better, and uh, get us ready for the postseason play, which uh, today at noon we'll, we'll know more on who our district is and what the road uh, for the postseason is going to look like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to that coming out myself. Well, uh, we've been talking to Ryan Wilson, the, the head coach of the number one ranked uh, Fort Madison Bloodhounds. It's been a joy talking to you. You got anything else to say that you want to mention before that we haven't talked about? Before we let no. you go, no, I don't actually. Just appreciate uh, coming on the air with you and having the conversation. It's great to talk basketball. I enjoy talking about whether it's our team or just basketball teams here in Southeast Iowa. And uh, like I said, I think we got some great basketball here. And uh, appreciate the uh, time to chat. And uh, if there's anything I can do down the road, let me know. Well, I, I probably I'm, I'm trying to put together what I think is going to be the best playoff coverage anywhere where I just kind of I get an interview with all the coaches before the games I start posting about four o'clock and every half hour I just post 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 all the way through the night different coaches different media you know my partner Scotty Melvin with me the whole time so I definitely want you to to keep up with me as we get through the playoffs that shouldn't be a problem you've got my number and uh I look forward to hearing from you. Well, you're a great guest, and we'll, and the coaches around here give us such such great insight. Thank you for your time, and uh, uh, Southeast Iowa is proud of you. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, thanks a lot, and go Bloodhounds. All right.